the women in Canada, because they're walking all the time, have extremely pretty butts. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, January 2nd, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 266. This is No Agenda. Uncovering Apple product issues in the new year here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I am still the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry. And coming to you from the future, 2011. I'm in Northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Hey, hey, hey. Happy New Year, John. Hey, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to all the ships at sea and boots on the ground. Wings in the skies, foots in the ocean, hams on the air, and human resources everywhere. Hey, made another rhyme, but not a haiku. And uh, in the morning to uh, all of the uh, human resources in the chat room at noagendachat.net, where the the party is always going on when we uh, do the show live. So, uh, there you go. Happy New Year, John. And Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to all the ships at sea. <laughs> so uh, here's what happens uh, my New Year. The first the first uh, moment of the New Year where I actually need an alarm to go off, which, of course, is for Sunday for the show. You know, I get up at 5.30 on show days, Thursdays and Sundays, so I have plenty of time to prep and review stuff. There's probably about 300 stories I go through. You know, John has his own way of doing it, and he spends an equal uh, amount of time in other ways on the show. It's just I like to get up really early and do it. And um, so I'm, I'm in bed this morning. I'm like, Mickey taking all the damn blankets again, including the sheets. And then so I'm kind of awake. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why is it light outside? And uh, so I twirl over. I grab my iPhone, which I've been using as a, an alarm for, I don't know, for, for a long time, years. And uh, it's a, a 745. <laughs> I'm like, What? And the alarm did not go off. Okay. Uh, well, why, Mickey, why are you, let's start with a simple question. <laughs> why am I using, why are you using your phone as an alarm clock? Because it's it's usually quite reliable. It uh, you know it's a, the phone will adjust to time zones. Um, it has a very simple interface uh, for the alarm settings, and I like it. I've come to trust it over the many many years I've been Does using. Does it make my enough iPhone. noise to even wake you up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's fu- it's fantastic. All and right. then Mickey has her alarm always, and this is not a recurring alarm. I set it every single night. I I, I don't trust the recurring alarm ever since that problem we had. Uh, remember there was a like an iPhone problem uh, where recurring alarms wouldn't work? It was not too long ago. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of problems. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm, I'd set it uh, a fresh new alarm every single morning. Mickey has hers on recurring alarm, 8 a.m. every day. It didn't go off. Uh, and she just restarted her phone, set a new alarm. It still didn't go off. Maybe the function is dead. It's the 2011 it's bug. The t- <laughs> it's the XXX1 bug. Let me see. Uh, has uh, Yeah, it looks like... Uh, let me you see guys sure I- you know how to use these phones? <laughs> Would you blow me? What do we even do if I know how to use these phones? Of course I do. Has anyone had that here in the chat room? I bet you someone else had that. Must have been. Someone else must have had that problem. But now, is this an iPhone 4? Yes, iPhone 4 uh, with uh, 4.2 install, I guess. Although is mine, new- mine is jail. Yeah. Mickey's isn't jailbroken. Mine is jailbroken, so that shouldn't make any difference. It's weird, though. Oi? No, it is weird. Um, I mean, what could change? I mean, just a. I don't know. No sense. I don't know. It's a Y211 bug. 
Well, you know what? Let's see how long it takes for Apple not to admit there's a problem. This is what this is what always kills me about those guys. It's like they don't they never come out and say, "Hey, yeah, that sucked," except for the, like the antenna thing, and that was only to blame other people of having the same problem. Maybe 2011 is the year that we take Apple down a notch in their in their high and mighty holier than thou uh, our shit don't stink position. They still make yeah, a damn right. nice phone. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but wow, they they are so super arrogant. Shut up, slaves. Buy our phones. Well, hmm. yeah. Well, you as the tech guru, you should be looking into this. Oh, you know, the way I see it, this got bugs. What do you, <laughs> what do you use for an alarm clock? A, a, a thing that plugs in the wall and has batteries in it, so in case the wall uh, circuitry goes out, the batteries take over and the clock stays running, and then it makes a loud ringing sound in the morning when it's set. <laughs> you know, it's called, a, it's called an alarm clock. Oh, and the, now, now you're being pretty arrogant too. Like I'm so no, like no. I'm, I'm just saying it's just like oh, the old technology. Sometimes the best technology. I would never in a million years trust my phone to be an alarm clock. Well, you do trust it to be your watch because you don't walk around with a watch anymore. In fact, you're quite proud of saying I use my phone to tell what time it is, like everyone else who's modern. I've heard you say this on numerous occasions. And if I don't have my phone with me, which is quite common, I will go up to someone and say, "Hey, dude, what time is it?" Wow. What's so you can actually get the with, time. What's Believe wrong me. with carrying the time around? Since when did you that can, go out it, of fashion? You, because the time is being carried around. You don't need to have you don't need to be a slave to time. <laughs> I'm not a slave to time. I like knowing what time it is. Why? It makes me feel good. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel so good knowing it's nine fifteen. <laughs> The time went so slow in Big Bear when we were up there. It's like, it's only three in the afternoon. It feels like six. Haven't you been back for a while since we talked about it on the last show? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just move to Big Bear if you like it so much? <laughs> we were laughing about that last, about your advice. Oh, whatever you do, don't buy land there to be the end of the relationship. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> you, you mean, I'm talking about being, buying land and building on it. You can buy land. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> But don't do anything with it. Just don't do. Don't build anything. Don't build a house. Just buy land. Yeah, right. No, man. I got to build something to escape to, because uh, it doesn't feel good. The world around us, and Los Angeles is not going to be a place to be. That that well, especially after all these horrendous these the the, the rainstorms and and the re- oh I've got a terrible report. In oh, fact, no. I want to play it. Oh, it's no. a terrible report. A storm in Riverside <laughs> because you had this wind blowing and the rain and the things oh. sliding down the hill. Let's oh, l- no. listen to the latest update from KTLA. Not from downtown Hemet where powerful gusts pushed over a tall palm tree. High winds also blew on a wooden fence panel Woo! at a home in Riverside. Thanks to Albert Gonzalez for that photo. <laughs> A, a whole a panel from a fence. Oh no! Was blown out. <laughs> I, I think they had four people down there. How can you stand it? I think what happened there is we we did have a lot of really bad stuff happening in the in the past week, and so they slotted it in. So it's like in the morning news. Okay, at eighteen past the hour, we're going to do a horrible. Uh, a storm update, and they just didn't have anything for the slot. So they just said, well, thank you, Albert uh, Gonzalez, for sending that picture in of the hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> because it was bad. I mean, we, we had trees sliding down our hill. 
uh, and you know, mudslides get pretty bad because of the fires. Uh, and you know, there's no uh, vegetation or brush, so to speak, of. And then when that gets really rainy, then the, it just starts sliding down. Imagine like a sandcastle on the beach. We just keep pouring water on one side, and it just it just all goes away. It is bad. But that's not the problem. I would say the people is the problem. <laughs> the people here who are going to go ape shit eventually just because they're 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 completely slaves to the new world order of Gitmo Nation West People's Republic of Southern California. That's what I, that's what I'm worried about. How are they going to go ape shit? They're already sedated. Well, we've had riots here before. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. I I I think people are getting past the fluoride in the water and the the barium in the skies. At a certain point, you know, there's nothing can stop you. You're like a wild beast. So we went to uh, the fireworks display over in San Francisco. How was that? The, you know, the, it's interesting to see that around the world there's massive firework displays, but the United States on on New Year's, it's really it's not the culture. Yeah, you've got some. Uh, but you know, I I, I would I would have agreed with that except for this particular display. Mm-hmm. It was probably the best display I've seen in my lifetime, especially the best I've ever seen in San Francisco. Right. And it was, I, and I, was, I couldn't figure it out. They actually had, you know, at the end of these things, they have a finale. Yeah, with a big crescendo. and then Yeah, and then they just had like two finales. <laughs> Wait. They did one finale, which got this huge standing ovation from the 100,000 people watching. It's, and then they kept it going, and then they, stayed, they went for another five minutes and then had a second finale. This is a very bad uh, initiative because then all of a sudden your wife wants that kind of action. <laughs> so, so I figured I couldn't figure out why this was, display was so so interesting and different. And I realized it was because of Gavin Newsom. He's this is his last time as mayor. He's moving into Sacramento, oh, so he, he, right. he blew the budget. Right? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, let's we got some money over here. Let's let's add that in. Who cares? I'm out of here. Well, speaking of budget, you know, in 1987, I did New Year's Eve live from Times Square for MTV. And this is when Times Square uh, had hookers, uh, drug pushers. I mean, Times Square was seedy and gaudy. It was the the old Times Square. It was awesome. Uh, Times Square was Times Square. And I actually had a bodyguard with uh, with a huge gun standing next to me, and they had the uh, the camera up on one Times Square, and you know it was it was cool. It was cold, but it was cool. It was me and like uh, half a million. Did he also carry a firearm? I didn't, but the my bodyguard did. Oh, I'm sorry, I no, misunderstood. No, he he had the bodyguard. Uh, he had the gun. My bodyguard. Uh, but it was it, it was not the you know these days that area of Times Square cars are no longer allowed to drive there, and it has like that Disneyland uh, pavement. You know, and and guys who come around and scrape the gum up. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's complete Disneyland. So in in, in eighty seven, it was going eighty seven going to eighty eight. It was it was an amazing experience, and people from all over the world, you know, came in and you just kind of like conv- conv- converged and convened on this one area of Manhattan and watched this silly ass ball drop, which by the way was basically like a marble, like plunk. Okay. And there was no fireworks, no nothing. So and so I'm watching the New York celebrations. Hit the, the whole. Everyone's wearing blue hats for Nivea. It's everyone's got Samsung phones. The whole thing is one big corporate sponsored piece of crap. It's like this. It's and it's like oh yeah, we came from all. Oh, we came from Poland. We came from Norway. It's all set up. They've completely ruined New Year's Eve in Times Square, and everyone's wearing these big foam blue hats with Nivea on it. Who uh, really? apparently had some Facebook contest, kiss and be kissed. 
or their Nivea chapstick, and it ruined it. It completely ruined it. It's like it's not it's not a celebration. It's a set. <laughs> it's a television set ruined, completely ruined. Well, yeah. Well, ever since they cleaned up Times Square, it's you know it used to be kind of dangerous. I'd still walk there back in the in the late eighties. I'd walk there at two in the morning. You just got to have an attitude about you. You just got to like. You know, walk the walk, and then if and then, you know people go like, "Oh, sh- no, he don't don't mess with him." That's how you did it back in the day. And these days, actually, used to, I used to make that similar walk, and like you, and for the same reason, because it was kind of a kick. But I, I would go down. You first, you want to go down to eighth or ninth. Oh, I, I did it. Walk. I did it right at uh, uh, Broadway because I lived on Forty uh, Second. Yeah, but if you Broadway. get down to eighth or ninth, where it's seedier. <laughs> Or yeah. used to be. Well, no, that's that, that's where you had the hookers. There's crack pipes on the gr- on yeah. the ground. You step on them. It's terrible. Yes, I hate it when someone steps on my crack pipe. So anyway, yeah, yeah. New York is a well, you know, it's, it's it's a tourist town. They finally got a clue. Yeah, it's not it's, to it's not it's, to it's not for the all the weirdos that like to go floating around Times Square in the olden days. That's not when it was cool. You just you get there, you get really hammered. Now it's like it, the whole everything in in the world is just becoming one big TV set, one big studio. Maybe yeah, there you go. All the world's a stage. I guess the prophecy comes true. Talking uh, about did, prophecies, did it, uh, not prophecy. What do you call it? Talking about prophecy. Yeah, the prophecy that if we show up, people will come and listen. Well, they don't depend on the holidays. Yeah, but I do have a prophecy clip. Ooh. Before I get to the... We didn't get any executive producers this week. Zero? Yeah, zero. So you and I are the executive producers of show number one for the year 2011. <laughs> okay. Do you want to... Do we have any... Did anyone uh, help us out at all? Yeah, we got some at the, at the break. We'll, t- we'll discuss them. Well, so we have no associate executive producers either? No, we got nothing. Oh. We wouldn't have an associate executive producer if we don't have any executive producers because of the nature of the way this is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, th- then let me... Um, let me thank a few... Uh, people who did some pr for us and then we'll get into your uh into your clip okay sure uh first of all i want to thank uh, ryan who has no agenda figures.com uh, remember this is the, the guy who makes the paperclip figures oh yeah right art yeah it's, yeah, it's art with uh, with gitmo nation jewelry he has a night uh, figurine and uh, anyway he says in the morning it's the end of the month i'll be sending you some money uh, not a huge success, <clears throat> but I was able to pay for some Christmas presents this year, and you guys get some money because, of course, he splits it with us. Um, and uh, so he sent us $15.65. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much, and I hope more people go to noagendafigures.com because uh, I think your art is pretty cool. Um, then, uh, you remember Dan from Tip Top Website? Yeah. He came up with a really good idea, and uh, he's and, you know Dan, is he's just the kind of guy who could actually make this happen. He wants to do... Uh, uh, a movie about no agenda, which I'm all for, as long as we don't have to do anything. <laughs> do any work. Yeah, we don't want to do any work. We'll show up if there's, like, craft services. Our work consists of watching C-SPAN. That's, <laughs> uh, That's what which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's definitely not the easiest. It's a hard job. And it's particularly bad during this period when Congress is off because you don't have any oh, of these congressmen. Tell me about it. Yeah, there's, there's no jabronis. It's all like, although some of the forums are interesting that they have on. But anyway, before Once we do, in a while. But, they did, but then you have to watch the whole thing. It's I know, really I know. It's, dreadful. It's horrible. So anyway, he says, here's how the trailer would run. And I did like this. So first, first we have Kendra. You know who Kendra is? 
You She's know? one of the Hugh Hefner's girlfriends. Yeah, 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 exactly. Kendra. And she has a reality show. And so here's her quote. You got these little quotes for the trailer. I didn't know the money I texted to Haiti years ago still has not reached Haiti. Then we have Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. But I thought Ask Don't Tell was repealed. <laughs> and then Pamela Anderson. Are you telling me that the guy, our Secretary of Homeland, is making money every single time the TSA sees me naked? Yes, he, he's got this whole idea really, really set up well. And I said, well, do you know these celebrities? And he's like, I'll get back to you. So, uh, how cool would that be? I'd go for it. Yeah. I mean, we don't even need an actual movie. We just need the trailer. Yeah, yeah that's just, probably what all it should be. <laughs> we just pretend like there's a movie coming, 2012. Yeah, the perpetual movie coming. <laughs> and then I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Wired Pig. Uh, Wired Pig uh, got on Coast to Coast AM and promoted the show, John. Oh, did he now? Yeah, you want to hear? I got a little clip of him, uh, yeah, of him on the show. Here we go. Glad to say, what's your prediction for 2011? Um, my prognostication is that um, 2011 is going to have a, a big uptick in uh, the number of people that are going to be using alternative media, um, shows like Coast to Coast, Alex Jones, uh, No Agenda, as their primary source of media. Um, and that's tied in with people becoming more and more dissatisfied with the content that uh, mainstream media is producing. There you go. Kind of a shitty quality, but uh, that's cool. I, I, I don't know about being lumped in with Alex Jones, but at least we got a name mentioned there. That's that's pretty awesome. Well, I guess it's better being lumped in with uh, the other guy. <laughs> so uh, the other guy. Also, I see one of our our, our fans is open cafe press slash no agenda show dot com. Yeah, I saw that. It needs a little more work on the on the t shirts, but it's cool that. Uh, yeah, that it's basically one logo on everything known to man. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I tried putting up one of those t shirt shops, and uh, <coughs> two years ago, and it's 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 uh, tedious. I don't know. You ever worked with Cafe Press and try no. to get you know, T-shirt shop started? No, no, never it's, tried. It's that. kind of you know the fact that he's got that many things uh, up. What it was non-trivial. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, we have no executive producers, no uh, associate executive producers, no members of the Two Six Six Club. Uh, some nice PR initiatives, and of course, everyone else out there can do one thing to help. This is always a good thing: is propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New world. Order. All right, everybody, say it loud and proud now. Shut up, slave. It's a big discussion in the chat room all of a sudden. About what? Oh, about Alex Jones. Like, well, <sighs> at least he's got balls. Listen. No, he doesn't. Uh, He's full of crap on most of yeah. his stuff. The only Not thing balls. good about Alex Jones is the guests he has on. I love the guests he has on. They're very entertaining and interesting. Uh, but I just can't get over the fact that he is constantly selling you gold, selling you scary videos, selling you food, uh, seeds, solar power things that are all overpriced i'm not against solar power but you know look at the solutions for i've looked at all this stuff solutions for science you, you buy seven thousand dollars worth of gear that you can get independently separately for two and a half you know, that's and it's and just when there's a guest on it's getting good then he has to interrupt 
for another yeah, commercial. It's unconscionable. In fact, that people think is gr- good, <sighs> you know, and they defend it is ridiculous. It's a commercial enterprise, you know, and it's not helping. It's not serving the the listener to to offer these crappy deals. Yeah. I mean, well, these are basically out and out crappy deals. And I think he also steals stuff from us, but that's okay. No, I, I doubt it. No, I think I think there's some listening going on. Well, do you know that it's amazing? We'll we'll do like the thank you slaves video, and then that shows up in all kinds of shows. Yeah, people listen. That's cool. Yeah, well, if they're listening, they're not giving us any money. Well, no, they're like they want us to sell them crappy deals, <laughs> yeah. scam them. You guys, this is our audience. Yeah. Oh, you guys are interested. Oh, I'd rather be scammed. <laughs> scam me with the food. A lifetime supply of of donuts. <laughs> donuts. Yes, the lifetime supply of donuts is one of the new scams. Yeah, you get donuts in case the world ends, you'll have donuts. No. <laughs> this is not a real thing you're setting up, is it? No, I should. Uh, it sounds like a winner. It does. It sounds like a total winner. <laughs> is the donuts case. and hot coffee. When the when Armageddon hits, what are you going to do for your family? Your family will need donuts. Now, through this special one-time offer, we get you a lifetime supply of donuts. Donuts also to be used as a flotation device. Donuts from NoAgendaShow.com. Now, instead, how about I sell you some Mephedrone? Uh, a lot of research on this uh, bath salt thing that we talked about on the last show. <laughs> bath salt. <clears throat> so I, I guess what it is is mephedrone is is a is a synthetic drug, but it's being sold as a as a bath salt, and I guess it functions like a bath salt. But it's gotten so bad with this mephedrone stuff that uh, even in the Netherlands, which is the capital of uh, the ecstasy capital of the world. Um, there's almost no MDMA showing up in, in the ecstasy pills. It's all this mephedrone stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, which I guess is made from sassafras oil and a couple other things. Have a root beer instead. A root beer? That's what sassafras it was. Originally, root beer oh, was really? a sassafras drink. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is uh, this is apparently quite rampant. This uh, and and it actually. Uh, did you look up this? Did you do any research into the mephedrone where you just went, eh, whatever, and you moved on? Well, I looked at the at the, the the breakdown of that crazy drug that you mentioned. It turns out to be, all it says in the Merck Index is CNS exciter or something like this. Apparently, it affects your so central a, nervous system. Ner- yeah, yeah, exactly. So it does something. Apparently. Yeah. Kids are digging it. Well, I think kids dig anything. Well, this is kind of the point, though. I, I think this is what <clears throat> what we're seeing is that you can outlaw... <clears throat> Excuse me, marijuana. You can outlaw heroin, cocaine. You know, eventually people will just start drinking Drano. I mean, you can't outlaw everything. I know all the all the uh, illegalization of marijuana and the and the criminalization of everything else is poison. Is uh, the the net result is poisoning people. People yeah, want yeah, they to want get drugs. They want drugs. Exactly. Well, just, the society is ruining that. Everybody they need to get a little high to get through the day because of the there's no because jobs. Slaves. We went to the, <laughs> slaves to what? That's the problem. There's not there are free slaves now. They got no work. We went, when we went to the fireworks display over in San Francisco. Uh, you know, it was just mostly, you know, kids, mm-hmm. in, well, to us. But anyway, you know, people in their uh, 20s and right. it's late it's teens, and right. there's 100,000 people there all over the place. Right. And, you know, and they're a bunch of punks and a bunch of drunks and a bunch of characters. It was yeah. actually quite entertaining. And my wife says to me, she says, do you think any of these people actually had any, any how many people do you think there had jobs? <laughs> and and, I, and I said, like, if half of them did, it would be a miracle. 
And she says, there's nothing for them to do. There's no work. Right. So, so then how does that uh, theory work? I, I guess the, it's just, we're so, the, the, the government or the, yeah, the government, the elites are so greedy that they, they know people need to get a buzz and they outlaw the, the stuff they supply, which is the heroin. So they can just make more money off of it. Is, is, that, is that the way I've got to see this? I don't know. I think there must be. I mean, there's something. All I know is that the, the situation is so unbalanced mm. that it's, it's going to come to a, to a head and it's going to be violent. And it's going to happen in Los Angeles. <laughs> I think probably first. Yes, it probably how, will. Yeah, I'm glad I'm up here. Well, on Los the hill. Angeles. We've already decided, especially in this family up here, uh, Los Angeles uh, is the culture capital of the world. So whatever happens in Los Angeles, and people can deny it all they want, but if you go in and out of LA, if you live there, you don't notice it so much. But if you go in and out of there. Uh, you can really see it because the stuff you see going, say, wow, this is interesting. I never saw this before. And then, you know, two years later, it's in San Francisco. Right. So everything comes that stems from L.A. And so L.A. is, uh, it'll, yeah, and L.A. is bound to erupt. Yeah. So L.A. is going to erupt in riots. And then two years later, it's going to happen in San Francisco. Is that what no, you're saying? I think, when, I think <laughs> hey, hey, man, let's, let's riot. This is a good idea. <laughs> I think, They're doing it in L.A. <laughs> I think the rioting thing is going to cascade pretty quickly. <laughs> it would be funny though to wait two, <laughs> two years. years. Like Jeez, hey, two hey. years, how slow are these people? Yeah, we were talking about the uh, uh, about the shantics on the last show, and of course the, uh, there was there was like four variations of new commercials for shantics just around the new year because that's their bonanza time. Everyone's like, "Oh, I have a resolution. I'm going to give up smoking." For uh, four weeks now, by the way, for Mickey and myself. Four weeks and counting, and it's still not a day that doesn't go by. It was already four weeks. I thought you were no, no. well over four weeks. No, we're now four weeks. Now it's officially four weeks. It was huh. the 6th of December. The day to always remember. So it's uh, it's like almost a month. Okay. Yeah, four weeks. It was Sunday the 6th. I, I mean, how can I forget? So, uh, was it the 5th? No, it, it was Sunday the 5th. <laughs> Hey, How can I forget? Well, maybe it was the third. I'm hey, sure. I'm, I'm like the president. Uh, Impossible to forget. Kind of like nine months. I don't remember exactly the date, you know, because I, I didn't actually quit. Uh, so a report came out uh, in the Journal of Sexual Medicine that Shantix actually has a very positive effect. Now, Shantix, by the way, for those of you who don't know, get off the stuff. If you're on it now, get off. It's going to kill you. Um, it or you will kill someone else, or you'll probably wake up naked in someone's yard and not remember how you got there. This is crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, just Google it, and you'll see all the reports. However, it turns out that it has an interesting side effect. It can actually reduce the symptoms of PGAD and PSAD. Are you familiar with these uh, two horrible diseases, John? Seems unlikely. Do you know that I'd be familiar? Let me give you no. a little report about PGAD. Los Angeles at rush hour. Heat, traffic, and a woman with a spiky temper. By the way, this is, this is going to explain a lot about what happens in traffic, because I, I think there's a lot of people who have this issue. Uh, women, at least. Meet Jeannie. She's bursting to get home. I can't hear it. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, you can't on. hear anything? I can bear, I can, I, I've got my volume turned way oh, up on it, and I can't right, barely all hear right, it. All right, I'm going to blast you out there. Jaguar How's that? That worked? A little better. Want to push? 
Jeannie has a rare and perplexing condition that resides. Can you hear it now? Yeah. Okay. Searchers have just discovered. It's called persistent sexual arousal syndrome. <laughs> Does the persistent sexual arousal make you more grumpy? Absolutely. Yep. Makes my fuse very short. Oh, shut up. I was here before you were. Jeannie feels unrelenting physical arousal. But this is not about pleasure. Far from it. Have you ever slammed a finger or thumb, whatever, in a door or someplace and you've gotten it where it's beet red and it's throbbing? It's the same sensation in the fact that the clitoris has got the blood rushing and you have that same terrible throbbing. So that's painful. There's an insatiable beast down below that's been calling for 10 hours, and it's now deafening. For some reason, the sitting in traffic is worse. Um, and I don't like being in the traffic, so it's a combination of me getting a slow burn here now, because I want to get moving and get on the way. It's never going to be the most plausible excuse for a traffic violation, but Jeannie's desperate to get home to masturbate, <laughs> or as she coyly puts it, take care of business. I can't wait to get in the house, go to the bathroom, and then take care of myself. So, with that, I'll see you later. <laughs> so, hold on a second. <laughs> this is a bunch of bull crap. Now, let's start over. She can't, if she's that crazy, which it sounds like, then she sounds like a battle axe, to be honest about it. It's a video, and it's in the show notes. You should see her. <laughs> You're like, okay, right, <laughs> all right. Why doesn't she just hike up her dress while she's driving and take care well, of business, uh, well, as she likes to put it, well, <laughs> while driving around? Who's going to notice? Well, Who cares? Okay, so I took a little, well, for, it's a little different, John, for, for men and for women, just in case you hadn't noticed when women have an orgasm uh, uh see when men have an orgasm it's all like ah! everything's focused on the penis and it's, th it's three seconds and hey women have an orgasm they're like <laughs> jello and they can't drive a, a vehicle that'd be dangerous you know what you can learn <laughs> it's never too late <laughs> so uh so this persistent uh sexual arousal disorder or uh, persistent genital arousal disorder apparently and this apparently only happens with women um although i i disagree i think men have it all the time except we just have don't have a name for it <laughs> Um, but, but these women, they, they can sometimes orgasm a hundred times a day. It's, it's like, you know, cause the stuff is rubbing against them. They're, they have to, they have to wear skirts. But anyway, the good news is forget all that, John Shantix to the rescue. It, it stops it. It stops it. However, of course they all go wacky from the Shantix, but that's the secondary. But uh, yeah, this is so the journal of sexual medicine has, uh, has done a study and it turns out that Shantix actually, actually, um, um, can uh, can help it, huh. and it's now being prescribed to women who have PGAD and PSAD. So uh, instead of having women who are just crazy about not being able to take care of business, we have women who are crazy and whacked out on Chantix. So it's not really a win for us. <laughs> it's not a win for anybody. It's not really a win. It's a win for the Chantix company. It's a win for them. Hey, we found something else for that for that crack we made. Well, you up. know that you know with all these drugs that they that they're 
pushing over the TV. They're always looking for secondary. I mean, that's right. how Viagra off, actually off became label, a, Off label is what they call it, right? Off label use. Because it, it gets approved for yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Other, other, right. Off, yeah, other uses that they can stumble upon and, uh, and hopefully get approved for, because that's the second part of this. You have to, first, you have to stumble upon it. Wow, look what else it does. It makes you grow uh, gray hair. Uh, yeah. Would you like gray hair? <laughs> would you like an endless supply of donuts? <laughs> and so uh, then they have to get it approved for that use, which is a secondary, which is also a process. Right. Well, have you ever, we've never. I don't know how they're going to push this one on television. Well, we've never discussed this on the show, but they essentially don't need to push it on television. This is a, there's a whole industry of off-label marketing by independent consultants who go to ah, doctors. Yeah, you're right. You're they, right. They go to do- well, let me just tell the, the audience, at least that's what's happening here in the United States, is they go to doctors, they say, okay, hey, you know, this, this uh, Shantix will help you stop smoking, but, you know, hey, for all those patients who have PGAD, PSID, and we all know it's rampant, uh, you can subscribe this to them, but, of course, they have to sign this little waiver, and they give them the pre-printed waiver form. And so there's a whole secondary market opens up without the television advertising. But it's uh, it's huge, and you're right. That's how uh, Viagra was discovered. What was Viagra initially? Like some kind of uh, blood pressure drug? Or yeah, something? it was like a blood pressure or something for heart attacks or or to kill you. I don't know what. It was. <laughs> Just to kill you. Don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're from the government. We're I, I here forgot. to kill you. <laughs> That's happening in Gitmo Nation East. As uh, it, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. We went through this last year. Are the, are the human resources and slaves in the United Kingdom stupider? Than, than the ones here. I, I, I can't believe that they are. But the health secretary, secretary Andrew Lansley, is, uh, is now coming under pressure because millions more people need to be vaccinated to prevent a mounting death toll of swine flu. A mounting death toll. Hey, let me ask you a question. I think I may have asked this before two or three times, but it seems to me that every seasonal flu that comes and goes... Comes and goes. <laughs> and kills a few people on the way. And kills a few people, and then there's a new flu the next year. How come this one flu is persistent? There were you tw- have yet to explain this to me. I have asked well, you well, and what, asked you and well, asked well, you, and you well, cannot well, come up with an answer. What am I, like the flu expert? I think, well, at this point. Twelve more deaths in the last week from flu. doesn't even say uh, H1N1 anymore. They're just saying flu. Bringing the oh, total. they're just going to jumble it in yes. with the regular yeah, yeah. flu. There's oh, yeah. thirty thousand uh, a year that get killed from that thing. Bringing the total this winter, John. The total deaths in the United Kingdom. What do you think the total deaths are? Uh seventy. Thirty-nine. Oh, geez. Yes. No, we have to vaccinate millions. Thirty-six of these thirty-nine were killed by the H1N1 swine flu, which is factually incorrect. Most of these people die from pneumonia and other uh, illnesses but not actually from the swine flu. Oh, wow. I guess I should tell everyone once again that we did the research on this two years ago, and every single large pharmaceutical company in there, you can look it up. You can go to to all of the SmaxoSmithSline, GlaxoSmithKline. You can go to Johnson & Johnson. Look at their PowerPoints that they show to the investors. It's on their websites. And you'll see that they're all saying, oh, vaccines, man. Vaccines is the bonanza they're predicting billions of dollars in revenue from vaccines because it's so much more profitable to, to shoot people up with something and tell them it's going to prevent an illness uh, than it is from to actually develop something that cures an illness. Because that takes a long time to develop and research. Yeah, this reminds me of the, the wine ass. game. The wine game? 
Yeah, the wine game. You, you, you're you running a wine store and you have a bunch of crappy wine that you're trying to dump on the public. And so you tell them, no, don't worry about it. You keep it five years, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> really? So the wine is actually crap, but you tell them to hold on to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a classic scam. I love oh, that. Oh, no, no. I know I know. it tastes like crap. It, I, it's not really vinegar. It's, it's just, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's in a dumb phase. It's aging. It would be really good. What is it, we figure 10 years from now, it's going to be dynamite. And who, and who says this? this? The floor sales guy. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. It's young. It's young. <laughs> it will Give come it in, some time. It will come into its own. <laughs> Give it some time. It's young. It's, you know, as though as though every wine they're selling is Chateau Lafitte. Right. It's like a joke. Nice. Fact, I, a friend of mine worked at a wine store once, and, and one time I was over there, this is years ago, I was looking at some wine, I said, this is the worst wine, this, this one wine you've got up here. Why did you guys even buy it in the first place? And he says, eh, everything sells. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it's true. So anyway, okay. So we got so over the uh, last side since there was nothing to watch on C-SPAN. I gave you know I tried. I do have one C-SPAN clip, but it was pretty few and far between. So uh, the Turner Classic Movies Channel started playing uh, a series of uh, of of old Time magazine called The March of Time. The March of Time. Where they all began with the with this it was done in the thirties forties and I think it dro- dropped dead in the around nineteen fifty five or something like that fifty two uh-huh. and they had it was all these it was like every month they'd come out with a the march of time which was a uh, and if anybody can catch any of these even though they they ran them yesterday uh, you should definitely watch them they're hilarious they talk about teenage girls and what, what is, is this like a historical perspective of, of no the it world, was a newsreel uh-huh. a newsreel with a, with a strong uh, bent toward feature stories. Okay. Especially later. The first ones were very much all news, 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 and then they started adding human interest story, and they brought in Life magazine. And it said, the editors of Time magazine, in conjunction with the editors of Life magazine, bring you the March of Time. So it's Ministry of Truth is what it is. Oh, a total propaganda, beautiful right. propaganda, as a matter of fact. In fact, to some examples, I, I clipped a few. I, I could have gone on for days with this. I only have a couple clips. But I uh, just to get you a feeling for this, Let's play a couple of clips. One of them is the, uh, uh, let's see, we got jobs created. Oh, this is, this is too funny. Uh, Max, uh, Mo Boxman. Mm-hmm. In 1933, this guy named Mo Boxman, I think you can look this up. He went, he was in France, and the, the story was about how Americans go to France in the 30s, I guess. To smoke and cigarettes and drink cappuccinos. There's a little element of that, but mostly drive around too fast. Colorwise. And I don't know anybody who's, anybody who's gone to France enough. Americans driving around Europe too fast is not the problem, I can assure you. <laughs> well, oh, this, was a, this was a news report about how the French are upset that we're there driving too fast? Yeah. But, but, this is but, retaliation for us racking on their women having armpit hair. That's so, just, so, <laughs> the, so we're driving around too fast. So this one guy, Mo Boxman... Uh, got arrested and he uh, protested the hundred franc fine, which is six dollars and some ninety five cents in the t- at the time, which was a lot in nineteen thirty three. He went before the magistrate uh, and made this proposition, which then became big news, apparently all over the place. And uh, it was just the strangest story. You can play the clip of this is the, 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 the began with a long intro, and this is how it finished up. 
Monsieur Buxbaum, you say you will not pay your fine of 100 francs because France will not pay her war debt to America? That's right. But you offer to pay your fine of 100 francs to the United States Treasury to be applied against France's unpaid war debt to your country? That's right. This is most unusual, but I think it is reasonable. In fact, I accept your proposition. In Washington, at the U.S. Treasury, it is revealed that in the foreign account ledger, the last credit entry to France was made November 2nd, 1933, when a Frenchman died in Massachusetts and willed $1,000 to be credited to his country's unpaid war debt. Mo Buxbaum, $6.60, will keep France's huge account active. <laughs> hey, hey. How much does Gitmo Nation stinky cheese owe us? <laughs> they barely owed us like $14 million. Did, did they never something. pay that off? This is from World War One. I. I don't care. Did they never no, pay that off? No, as far as I know, they never paid it all, hey, all off. Hey, 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 you frogs. <laughs> pay that off. And, and Meanwhile, wow. we're all so concerned about this debt. It was such a big deal that Mo Boxbaum or whatever his name is, you know, made the six dollar contribution via the U.S. Treasury Department. Now we're like, you know, to a hundred, hundred trillion in debt. Nobody gives a crap. It's it's just a weird. I thought it was a weird story. Very astute uh, observation there, John. But I, but besides that, if it's twelve million, I don't care what it is. I want them frogs to pay up. No wonder they don't donate to this show. They're all too worried we're going to find them out. Oh, let's not donate to that new agenda show because uh, they will maybe uh, find out that we owe them so much money. Yeah. So anyway, so the the show had a, a number of highlights, and one of there's two of them that I have here. One was I'm going to play the one from the 1950. Uh, uh, one of I think for the beginning of 1950, this was probably recorded in 49. And this is David Sarnoff, who's just blathering on about the future. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, let uh, me guess. We'll all be uh, in levitation devices by 2012. No, no. That's, that's the joke of it. It was like a jaw dropper because he nails... The, he, he nails the the wireless internet, uh, cell phones, and and the iPad. Really, in 1949, if you if you deconstruct what he says, just listen to it, and you go, "Holy shit, this guy was really amazing." In the next half century, people will see as well as hear around the world. Pocket-sized radio instruments will enable individuals to communicate with anyone, anywhere. Newspapers, magazines. Mail and messages will be sent through the air at lightning speed and reproduced in the home. I love the little sting there at the end. Yeah, that's good. I was impressed, 1949. Yeah, Yeah, that's quite good. Even the fact that he's saying messages is even... Yeah, and he said reproduce, too. You, you know, it was those, you know, this is what... Basically, he described a cell phone and an iPad. Not bad. You got one more, and then we can move yeah, on. Yeah, the last some one. The last, the, yeah, the last one is, was done in the '30s, and there's this guy. I looked him up. His name's Professor Hooten. He was at uh, Harvard, and he had he had this dim view of everything. And the guy was just a just a, just a typical stuffy Harvard professor predicting gloom and doom. You know, I mean, this is pre global warming, but it's a typical gloom and doom based on something else that's even more funny. So I did a little research on the guy just as a as a prelude to listening to the clip. He wrote a bunch of books on this subject that he complains about. One, for example, one book is called Man 
uh, I think is or apes, man, and morons, you know, something like that. But you can play this clip, you see what I'm talking about. Among them is Professor Ernest Albert Hooten of Harvard, eminent anthropologist, whose studies of the human race from the Stone Age to the present have left him totally unimpressed by recent technological advances and none too hopeful of the prospects for happiness of the tottering biped known as man. It took millions of years for man to evolve from a super ape into a thinking animal. But during the past 30,000 years of increasing gadgetry, man has backslid mentally and physically. Technology perfects machines that even feeble minds can operate. The unintelligent user of gadgets still retains the mentality of primitive man. He resorts for moral support to mumbo-jumbo, just as did his savage ancestors. Machines get better and better. Illogical beliefs persist. Mechanized and moronic man moves toward extinction. Any questions? Moronic man, I like that. Moronic man, and he re- relies on mumbo jumbo, just like primitive man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, this primitive man. Hey, buddy, where's my mumbo jumbo? I think I'm just going to say that I am the moronic moronic man known as Adam Curry. That's my new yeah. moniker. Moronic I am man moronic known man. As Adam Curry looking for mumbo jumbo. The moronic man, everybody. Here I am, the million dollar moronic man. So anyway, that's what they used to teach at Harvard, and probably still do. <laughs> Anyway, so there's a good series if anyone wants to catch it. There was some. There was a good one on teenage well, girls. Do we have to watch any more now that you've played all of it on this show? <laughs> they actually. This is this just tip of the iceberg. So anyway. um, let's move on to uh, other pressing issues, such as who will be the leader of the free world in 2012. As um, John Huntsman, U.S. ambassador to China, hinted this week, he's considering uh, a a run at the presidency. What? You? Doesn't he run a food company? Hunts Food? Uh, yes, he is a uh, son of a billionaire um, Hunts uh, Empire. Huntsman. That's right. He, well, of course. I mean, duh. But the thing that he's a billionaire is not the interesting fact. What's interesting is he's a Mormon. And uh, a Mormon. Yeah, well, so is uh, Romney, of course. Right. Well, Romney is also being pushed as a, as a potential. And I, and I came across this article, which uh, comes from an extremely sketchy source, but I liked it. And it's about, oh. it's about something called the White Horse Prophecy. Have you ever heard of the White Horse Prophecy? I'm sure I will now. Okay, the White Horse Prophecy refers to a prediction made by Joseph Smith Jr. in the late 1800s, or mid-1800s, who was founder of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Which is the right. the Mormon That's the Mormon, the Mormon Church, Mormon, right? And it was reported to have said at the a time would come when the U.S. Constitution would be hanging by a thread. This is the key word: hanging by a thread, and a church elder from Zion—that's the Mormon Church—will ride in on a metaphorical white horse and save it. And uh, if you look at the Encyclopedia of Mormonism, it actually has uh, a number of things about this white horse prophecy. Uh, and here's the kind of the crackpot thing, but I did like, you know, we like it when people notice stuff in the media as being code. So apparently Glenn Beck, not a Mormon as far as I know, but... Oh, no. No, no, no. Is he a Mormon? He is a Mormon. He's a Mormon? Yes. I thought the only guy who was a Mormon was, uh, the other, uh, dude on Fox. No, no. Who? The the other Fox guy. He's a Mormon. 
No, he's not. Glenn Beck's the Mormon. No, and no, the the other the guy with the football. He also, he has Kennedy's a, a Catholic. I thought he was a Mormon. He's an Irishman. <sighs> well, it doesn't matter because it's about the it's it's Glenn Beck who sent the message. Of course it is. He's a Mormon. They're all working together. <laughs> right. It's a cabal, I tell you. So he's uh, he goes on, uh, and I wish I had the clip from this. We should. We really. Should, I should get that. Uh, he goes on. Um, By the way, it's slightly pathetic that I know these things. Yeah. Don't <laughs> think. Yeah, I should. Nobody should know any of this. But go ahead. So he goes on. Uh, what's his buddy show there? Beck. Uh, yeah, Beck goes on. Uh, Th- well, he's on O'Reilly's show. I think it was on O'Reilly that he said this. I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll have to look and see if we can find this. He says, um, here's a quote from him. We are at the place where the Constitution hangs in the balance. I feel the Constitution is hanging in the balance right now, hanging by a thread, unless the, <laughs> unless the good Americans wake up. The Constitution hey, is yeah, hanging... Is always assuring us that his Mormonism wasn't going to creep into his broadcasting. <laughs> so it looks like it's there. And uh, and and this is has this is the do 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 do. Attention all Mormons! Attention all Mormons! The Constitution is hanging by a thread. Time to run for the presidency. And then we get uh, Mr. Hunt, uh, and he's uh, so all the Mormons are coming out, and they're going to go uh, save us. Which I'm all for it. What is it? What is, what is the deal with uh, Mormonism? What are, what are the what is their kind of their their thing? Well, the Mormons, and I know quite a few of them. Uh, they tend to be, they're a clannish. Let's start with that. Uh, I think they're they're and they they so and they're very family oriented and very church oriented and they kind of are just very close to being almost I wouldn't call them communist but they but the way they are with each other is very is a very tight knit socialist type uh you know they they help each other out they're they're not dependent on the government they very charitable amongst themselves uh, and they're uh, most of the people I know that are Mormons are really nice people. I mean, I've never run into a mean, mean Mormon. Mean, a mean Mormon. A mean Mormon. They're all pretty uh, straightforward, and uh, they they do have a couple of crackpot beliefs that would be uh, at least to you and me and a lot of people. They don't, for example, caffeine is like a, considered an evil thing, mm-hmm. so they won't have. They generally speaking, they won't drink Coca Cola, but they but they'd be suckered into drinking a part of me. Aspartame. Uh, aspartame, sorry. And um I guess they don't use birth control? They don't uh I don't know. I think not. They probably don't. They don't they don't drink uh they don't drink, which is a uh, you know, another negative thing since the Bible's it's okay in the Bible, but apparently Baptists and Mormons don't drink because of something they interpret. And the caffeine, drugs, things like that. They're uh they have a lot of kids. And uh, because they don't, they don't practice birth control. Generally speaking, right? Yeah, Huntsman has seven kids. Catholics similar, mm. and um, or they should be technically, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's just a, but and they're clannish. They're very clannish. That's the key. And they're uh, um, it's fairly shut down kind of an operation. I think uh, I need to do a little more uh, investigation into what they're up to. Well, I don't think they're up to anything. Yeah, they're up to taking over the country. Hello, uh, hello. What are they going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, <laughs> take this country. The blacks can't take it over. The Mormons sure won't be able to. Now, there's a statement for you. Nobody can because it's not run by the people that appear to be running it. Right. Sad state of affairs. 
So anyway, okay, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, this guy doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Nobody's ever heard of him. Doesn't understand marketing, I guess. And uh, Romney has a shot at it, but Romney's such a stiff that, and now there's a new movement, which you, if you haven't noticed, uh, of uh, Democrats that are trying to pull what Rush Limbaugh supposedly did with Hillary Clinton, uh, trying to keep her in the race long enough to screw things up when they ran for president. Uh, they're trying to, the Democrats are creating these organizations to get Sarah Palin to get on the ticket because they know that Obama can beat the crap out of her if they ever have an election off uh, against one another. We apparently have, uh, look, the chat room is exploding. This is interesting. We've got uh, some Mormons in the chat room, I think. Cool. Well, I'd, I'd love to understand. Maybe you should go to one of their meetings. <laughs> they have meetings? Get Adam to become a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already a communist. I mean, can you be oh, a one communist? One of the things, the Mormons Mormon? are really big on, the Mormons are the ones that are largely responsible for all the genealogy stuff that goes on, and all these websites that have these deep genealogy uh, databases that you can run into. And people look stuff up. You can find stuff Oh, right, stuff that's right, because don't they have uh, the records going back to the... Forever. Forever. And ah, the reason right. is because Mormons believe that if they can f- identify their any of their their relatives in the past they can they can post facto baptize them to get them into heaven this is very interesting you my dad uh uh, said that in the new year he wants to be baptized okay but he's never been baptized in any religion whatsoever i guess not huh and uh, i think uh, he's uh he's waking up he's like oh okay i need to be saved <laughs> Maybe he does. Yeah, I don't know what to tell him. Well, this is this is very interesting. Uh, I think yeah, I'm about- so you became like, for example, he doesn't need to be baptized. If you became a Mormon, you could have him uh, baptized. Uh, you know, twenty five years from now. After- no, I'm, I'm a moron. Uh, I'm I'm, oh, I'm not a, a moron. I'm a moron. Not a Mormon. Moron. I, and I've been baptized in the mor- uh, moronic faith. So. Um- I don't know what he should do. Maybe go just go to, to, to go to a Catholic church and give him a couple hundred bucks and get baptized easy enough. Now, wait a minute. Is, the, is, the, is there a difference between a Catholic church and a Mormon church? There's got to be. It's got to be a whole different of course church. There is. There's all there's a difference between every one of these churches. They all fight with each other. It's like a battle of the churches. They all have dif- differing views of the of various interpretations of the Bible, differing views on, on what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, when you have somebody like Huckabee, who I think is the most dangerous guy around, who's a, a Baptist minister, which is I consider to be an onerous uh, branch of the Protestant faith because they don't believe in drinking or smoking or dancing. They're the ones who used to break up rock and roll records. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah that's, those are all Baptists. Yeah, the movie Footloose and, was inspired and Huckabee by that. himself b- believes that the world was created 6,000 years ago. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the difference between a Mormon and a Baptist? <coughs> oh, brother. You got to get a book on comparative religion and read it, and then you. Well, well, what do I spend my time with you uh, twice a week I'm for? Not a, I'm not a comparative religious professor. I can just tell you the well, basics. Well, you go like, oh, brother, like you know, and then you... Well, like, I oh. know that is a, a massive difference. You put two of them in a room together, they start fighting. Mm. <laughs> really? That's that's the religion? They put two... Yeah, their religion is <laughs> if you see a Baptist, you punch him. <laughs> It's in the book. Read the book. Baptists have the same thing about Mormons. It's in the book. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. I, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to spend some time 
and uh, read up on that. And I'm very interested now in this Mormonism. Well, then, get, if you want to get into, you also have to understand Methodism, which is very interesting because the Methodists and the Baptists are the ones that are always fighting with each other in the Deep South. For example, in in, in Georgia, the Baptists are the ones trying to shut down all the the, the uh, titty bars, the tri- the strip joints, the giant clubs where all the naked women are jumping up and down. And the Methodists want these places. <laughs> so wait a minute. So maybe I want to be Methodist then. That sounds you, good. The Methodist would be more along the lines of uh, yeah, you'd be more of a Methodist type. Mm. Although what you really are, and your father both are Episcopalians, to be honest about now, it. Now, what the hell is that? Oh, man. What's an Episcopalian? Well, Episcopalian we is the modern version of the uh, Anglican Church, the first one that split off from the Catholics. And what's a Protestant? A Protestant is a generalized term referring to all these different uh, sects. Oh. Protestant is a Lutheran. A Protestant is a Baptist. A Protestant is a Southern Baptist. Okay. Now, okay. In what in what religion do you get to fiddle around with choir boys? Just just is that is that only Catholic? All, of them. all of, <laughs> they're all good. Yay. Okay. Just checking. My goodness, this is bad. And there's also then there's the uh, Orthodox religions, which are slightly different too. You know, Orthodox, uh, Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, all those. That that's a are, now. Now, the, now you've only talked about the the downside. Are there any uh, religions that have like some crazy upside? Uh, for uh, instance, for instance, I know that the Amish and and I I would consider becoming Amish by the way, which is not necess- not necessarily religion. I don't think you look kind of Amish. But I would yeah. I first of all, I w- I could become an Amish. Because I like the whole idea of, you know, the horse and buggy, you know, just working on the land. Uh, but they also have this, this crazy thing, which is, what do they call it? Like walkabout or whatever. Is you, uh, When you're 16, you get to go nuts. And then if you want to uh, come back uh, and, and be a, um, uh, an Amish, then, you know. Yeah. What is can, that? I, can I mention something to you? Yeah. You're way past the 16 breaking point there, so. No. But, but I could still be, I could... St- you can go, you know, here's an idea. Give up on all this and just go nuts. <laughs> with, with, a, with a cardboard... You don't need somebody, you don't need some <laughs> religious figure to say, okay, you can go nuts now. With a cardboard uh, like sign a on, Hollywood, on Hollywood and Vine. The end let's is nigh. The, let's get back to the Huntsville po- guy. The new world order is coming to take over. That, that, I'm going to be that guy. That's my new religion. You could just be, you... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, read a book. What is that? What? What? Is that? That's like the worst thing you can say to someone. Read a book. Like what? I didn't I, say I'm, it that way. I said read a book. Yeah, but it's kind of like condescending, just because you that, can't. No, it's because it's a whole course of study. You could go to college and spend four years studying comparative religion, and you'd still wouldn't know anything. Okay, all I'm I'm just identifying that you went, oh brother, like I'm some moron. Well, which uh, well, you said yourself you're a moron. You've joined the Church of the Morons or whatever it is that you've just made the up. Mor- moronic faith moronic faith well both of you and i are ordained ministers I, of the universal I'm, I, life yeah, church. In the universal life yeah. church which uh I, okay i'm actually a doctor of divinity but you paid more you paid 150 bucks to become no a actually you know a lot of well now that we're on this topic i actually met personally met kirby hensley who was the, the guy lead, who started that this, church yeah, yeah it's a great idea oh it was a great idea and so i we went out to he was in modesto in some shack in a farm so me and a friend, we went out to Modesto, and we we went knocked on his door and invited us, and we had a long chat. He's a very nice guy. He's illiterate. He memorized the Bible. Wow. By having it read to him. Huh. 
and he was under the uh, he believed that the entire uh, organized religion was a giant scam mm-hmm. and it was a tax scam if above all and he felt that by starting this church of his this universal life church that anyone who wanted to get in on the action should be able to without having to be a religious at all and so he started this thing and started selling uh uh uh, minister certificates or whatever it is, ordained ministry right. uh, certificates and doctors of divinity. He also asked me if I wanted a PhD in something. <laughs> so would you like a PhD? I said, this is by the way, and you one turned of the, it down. This is a progenitor of our knights and uh, yeah, oh, no, totally. I worship guys who do stuff like this. Fantastic. Because it's why I, I always thought that why don't we? Why do? Why does the queen get to give people knighthoods? Why can't anybody do it? Well, we're all we're doing it. We're these are official titles, official right. knighthoods, and we're gonna do our baronies uh, coming up this year. Right, today, to 2011 is the year of the barony. So anyway, Hensley was a really nice guy, and it, it was funny because his ears stuck straight out. It was almost like Obama's. And, uh, he, <laughs> but Charles. he was just a, he was a sweet guy, and he was a really nice I was very uh, one of the great men of the world. Anyway. Did, did he die? Is he, still, is he gone? Oh, he's been dead for years. Oh, okay. Well, who took over? Who's, who's running the show now? Because it's still around. You can yeah you can look it up there there's his family I think took it over and they still sell all the you can still get a you know uh, your certificates for ten bucks or something like that. Meanwhile, the Crystal Cathedral's in trouble, right? There are there there <laughs> is in, it. I think they're in bankruptcy. I'll tell you that place. Have you been and looked at that thing? I've I've, I've watched the uh, the Hour of Power no, many no, times, no. but I've no, never it's been right there. around the corner. I know. From I you. should go. I should go. I should go. Go in there. It's amazing, wow. right? Yeah, it's huge. It's a beauty. It's a giant glass church. I think I mean I. It's like an architectural marvel, I believe. It's dynamite. Mm-hmm. If anybody's in the area, it's in Glendale, I think, or someplace like Some, that. Something like that, yeah. Orange it's in, County. It's in Southern California somewhere. But anyway, if you happen to be driving down the freeway and you see, you know, uh, what the name of it, Crystal Cathedral, it's, it has signage. Uh, get off the freeway and go in and just walk into the place. It is a stunner. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I, I've watched that Hour of Power. I, I like the old guy. I never liked the son that much. No, the Schiller, the old guy, was great. He was yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I I have watched a lot of. Uh, yeah, you're you're due to jump into some church any minute. <laughs> no, I'm due to start a church. The well, mor- of, of the moronic faith. What am I talking about? This is our faith right here. This show. Right. The show is right. our faith. So we can move on, I suppose. Unless uh, want to. Well, let's. Uh, let's want to do our thank yous. We only have a few. Okay. Which is good because then I can now say, well, we don't have to keep doing the show, especially on a week like Thursday. Nobody was listening to the show. I mean, maybe a few people will catch up, but this show that we do is for people who commute mainly. And if yeah. there's no work, they're not commuting. If they, if they ever stop commuting, in fact, as the joblessness goes up, our show gets hurt. Andrew Schmidt, uh, Atlas, Pennsylvania, got in on the 11, 1, 11, 11. 5 by episode. 1. The 5 by 1. The 5 uh, by 1. I'd like to ask for some karma. I have a job interview tomorrow and need some. Okay. No, no problem. You've got karma. There you go. You'll get the job for sure. We, uh, we increasingly are sending these out by email as well. I think that seems to work, doesn't it? Uh, it sure does. Dave uh, Redderer in Evergreen, Colorado, another 5 by one donation, no comment. Chris uh, Eisbach in Cheshire, Connecticut, want to thank him for 6564, which is 5510 plus 1045, two nickels on the dime plus 1054 for the year of the great schism. Huh? Also, I want to send karma to Kyle Lee for good luck in the water business in 2011. You've got karma. 
Uh, Griffin Meineke, which I would have pronounced Meineke, but there's no E in there, so it is Meineke. And Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, one of the most prettiest, one of the prettiest places in the world, $60. Bank of America is credited with a $55.25 donation out of Plano, Texas. Don't use my name. Refer to me as the No Agenda. Brought to you in part by generous donation from Bank of America. Bank of America. Bank of Opportunity. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this a commercial? Is this is the thing from uh, <laughs> PBS. Oh, okay. That's what PBS does, right? Uh, yeah, NPR. Right. Yeah. Uh, this, by the way, we think Bank of America sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bank of America is Because Bank of America is not really giving us any money. We have no qualms about saying Bank of America sucks. Can but, you do that on PBS? Yeah, but there is a per- this person, because I've read the email, does, I believe, work at Bank of America. But doesn't mean it doesn't suck. No, no, they still He's suck. He's a good guy. No, they absolutely suck. Although I will say Bank of America, their ATMs, even though they charge you uh, up the wazoo, and of course we get that back from our bank. Yes, the bank that we go to gives us yeah. that money back. Uh, they will let you take uh, $500 out of the machine. And most uh, most ATMs only do 200 How can you live on that? Actually, I think... I think if Chase, you go- Chase may also do that. Chase, I think. I think there are bank that gives you, lets you take 400 Well, yeah, out. if you take it, but I, the, the, our bank only has ATMs in San Francisco. Right. Hello. Not in- I know, but you can take, you can, you, oh, right. I right. see what you're I'm saying. in Southern, okay. Southern California, yeah. Okay, Greg Brunsell. Should we plug our bank so people can maybe get a clue and use it? Well, the, uh, w- w- we w- w- it will our bank be investigated? I hope not. Well, if we start mentioning it, where where we keep our where we keep the spoils of our profits, John. Well, what's left? <laughs> I think we can mention. There's nothing to take. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the Mechanics Bank, which is in San Francisco, mostly in the East Bay in Northern California, it's head- is an independent bank yeah. that they claim. I, I always grill them on this. Oh, we're not going to sell to anybody. We don't feel like it. We're never going to sell. It's one of the few. There's a bunch of these banks around the country. They're small independent banks, and they have they know you by name when you go in there and it's not real crowd and they have great services and when you go in uh or when you use an atm machine anywhere in the world and i use my card in europe uh they give you the they refund the, the fee yeah whatever the fee Everywhere, is five whatever the fee bucks, is. they refund it if it's three bucks they refund it you know the uh when because we, we opened our account at the headquarters in albany uh albany california and uh, so the woman there um her name just evades me for a moment uh she's she's wonderful and um, she called me up the other day, and th- they call all the time. Hey, Adam, how you doing? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's uh, from, you know, from the bank. Oh, hi. Yeah, I know you. You got like a, a fifty to fifty euro transfer from Europe. It's like some app sale in France or something from the app show. You know, the year's worth of apps. <laughs> I get fifty bucks. Uh, but they put you know they misspelled the name, and so it's going to be rejected. So you know you should call them up now. Any other bank would just like reject the transfer. Um, and charge you twenty. Charge bucks. you twenty bucks exactly, and then not tell you about it. And you'd find out about it much later. Yeah. By the yeah, way, no, they do this all the time. Can I just mention one? You remember that I, I got kicked out of the Google uh, AdSense program? Oh, I didn't know that. I told you this. I, I was using it on the Big App Show, and people were tapping on the ads because they wanted to support the show. And I was, I, I was all of a sudden, I was doing like nine hundred bucks a month in ads, which is good. That's a lot for Google. It's yeah. huge, right? And then, uh, so so the first month, I got like $900, and the second month, one day before the end of the month, they kick me out of the program, they say, well, you've had, uh, you know, it's obvious that this is a scam. Now, I think it's uh, questionable whether it was a scam, 
know, people were actually tapping on the ads to support the show. But I guess you know, people voluntarily going to the ads is not the way it's supposed to work in Google's uh, mind. So whatever that that they kick me out. You can dispute it with a form, which I did. So they they say, well, since this is uh, clearly scammed, we're going to send. Not going to give you your check. We're going to send your money back to all of the advertisers. But I had already put that check in, the other check, uh, like a week before that they had sent me for the, the first month. They refused payment oh, of, the, really? of the first month. Oh, yeah, they're assholes. Complete assholes. And they're stupid. They're rich. But, but anyway. Yeah, they're stupid <laughs> they and rich. What could be worse? Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, needless to say, I've, uh, I've given up on oh, ad- no, that. That thing's got to go. That AdSense thing's a scam from the get-go. Yeah. I mean that's that's just a ridiculous situation. It was just crazy. You know, people were actually tapping on the ads, and and because there were like ads for other apps, duh. And 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 of course, I asked them to tap on the ads. Look at what our sponsors yeah, that's have what to you, show. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but apparently the, you're not supposed. No, no, you're supposed to don't of, tap on the ads. Yeah, what? exactly. How does that work? Now, the, it's the, the way the advertising business is so stupid that they that they believe that online. It's the creative. It's the creative that's going to get people to top on the ad. It's the color of the ad, which, of course, is true. If you have a bunch of hooters there, like tits, people, or, or what are the best-selling ones are teeth whitener and uh, cottage cheese butt. Those are the best-selling ads. I, I go to all these conferences. The cottage cheese ass. You ever seen that one for, like, cellulite? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's one of the biggest the people click on that ad more than anything. So Now, I understand they say... You're not allowed to post on the page, support the show, click on the ad. But I'm not. I'm saying it in the show. I'm saying, hey, you know, go to check out the ads. They, it's usually good stuff. They've got, like, other apps you might want to look at. No, that was illegal. Yeah, anyway. I've given up on it. Who cares? Value for value. Um, no, that's why we have to stick with yeah. the donation model. Even it's though it killed better. us this week, we lost out. Yeah, Greg Brunsell, by the way, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, gave us 50 bucks. Uh, Christopher Lawton, South Dartmouth, Massachusetts, another 50. And Armin Breuer in Vienna, uh, who's also uh, says thanks for the good work. Another $50 from him. Thank you. you just need some karma. Yeah, a little bit of uh, Viennese karma for you, everybody. It's uh, Crystal. You've got karma. Did you see that? That was a, a Viennese glass karma. And we want uh, to thank all the, uh, the donors of lesser amounts of money, and there were quite a few. And that was literally uh, it, though. And, but we'd like to get some more $33 subscriptions or $30 lucky subscriptions or anything like that in this coming... I'm, uh, I'm looking at the spreadsheet, but I don't see any of the 33 uh, monthly. So I see the $5 monthlies. There's a bunch of 33s, but no 33 subscriptions. I don't know. They came in... They, I don't know when they show up on this thing. And like We have three lucky $30 monthlies. Yeah, it's too low. Please also check your um, your PayPal to make sure if you are subscribed, uh, make sure that you still are subscribed. And no one has looked into this properly. No one has done the investigation. No one ever cares to go complain about it, really. But PayPal unsubscribes people all the time, so at least from our show, and no one can tell me why. Yeah, there's a lot of mysterious unsubscribes that take place. So please check that. But you're absolutely right, John. Uh, regardless of, uh, I mean, th- this is not enough for us to live on this week. Well, I'll tell you, it's definitely never going to do a third show. <laughs> I've given up on that idea. Although I, I have um, accelerated work on the stream. Um, we had a fan. You know that Dave Weiner actually is interested now in what we're doing with NoAgendaStream.com? And, and, oh, really? and admits it publicly? What did he say? 
Well, he tweeted. He said, hey, are you using Dropbox with this noagendastream.com? That's a really cool idea. He tweeted uh-huh. that. No, that's good. That's good because that gets people interested in the stream. Now we've got people putting together playlists and doing shows. And, and I mean, I'm writing up a whole blog post about it. I'm, I'm sure you will ignore it as usual. No, no. I pay very close attention okay. to your blog posts. Okay. Well, then make sure you tweet a link to it when it's written. Oh, absolutely. Oh, thank you, John. <laughs> I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Just in anticipation. Coming in 2012. Coming soon. All right, so there is something very weird going on in B. Well, wait, let's make sure that people get the, the, the oh, right. code. Yeah, org slash NA, channeldevorak.com slash NA to donate for the next show so we can catch up. You guys blew the easy opportunity to pick up an executive, an, an producer executive producership. Yep. It was a no-brainer, but nobody did, which is the first time ever, by the way. That we have not had an executive? Yeah, except for the two of us. Yeah. No, this is the first time we never got an executive producer. Nobody stepped up to the plate because nobody paid listened to the Thursday show, as far as I can tell. Because it was a week off, and everybody t- – people really do take off. They stop. That's what the TV people discovered years ago. Why show anything new to the public when they're not even going to be there to watch the television? I don't know. Where does everyone go? Well, maybe we don't have to fight it. Maybe we just have to give in to it and do reruns like every other schmuck. That's what we're going to do. This because is going to be the year of the rerun, and I'm working on the. I'm up to an hour, I'm 45 minutes. <laughs> You'll have the retrospective done. Uh, somewhere, no, no somewhere. retrospective. Just miscellaneous. <laughs> somewhere clips. around July 4th. <laughs> I hope. Mm. All right. Anyway, Dvorak.org slash Andy. Give us some hand a hand this time. We're uh, way way. We started off. We're starting not, off. Not a good start for the new year. That's for sure. So BB right. Arkansas has some weird crap going on, and it uh, it came out. This uh, is the birds. This is the birds thing. Yeah, let's listen to the report because the report has some interesting info in it, uh, which is not everywhere, which is not written everywhere, particularly when you get some human resources who are interviewed. Just before folks in BB rang in the new year, many witnessed an uncanny resemblance to the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Two- now, first of all, beautiful, beautiful setup, Hitchcock movie, The Birds, because those birds were not. Uh, Poisoned by uh, persistent jet contrails, they were just uh, possessed, right? What was the thesis of the birds? The thesis was that the birds have decided, as a group, to turn (laughs) on the humans and kill them. Right, so this has nothing to do with the birds because the the birds are dying. The birds are falling out of the sky. Yeah. So it's a a stupid analogy. 1,000 blackbirds fell from the sky off Wynwood Drive, covering about a mile, leaving quite the mess to clean up. THV's Katharina Yancey has the details on our top story from the Information Center. Katharina? Ashley, folks I spoke with initially thought the birds were poisoned because they are what they call a nuisance around this time every year. It's what they call a nuisance. <laughs> what they call? What they what call? They call a nuisance. It's what they call. What is it? What is it? They're they're, they're a nuisance. At least that's what I call it. Uh, you know, we call you a nuisance, lady. But they are surprised to hear it's more of a mystery. <laughs> millions, millions every night. You look up at the sky; it's just black. So. And sounds then, like uh, at, at, at what, at the sounds s- like starlings. That doesn't sound like blackbirds. Starlings? What do you call them? Starlings. Those are the ones that you see the you know hundreds of thousands of them flying around like crazy. Well, now please make make no mistake that, that, that any of the people interviewed or the people in the news business could actually identify the bird. They said, "Hey, what color is that bird? Black? Ah, blackbirds. Right. Gotcha." Uh, uh, so it could be any kind of bird. We're not getting real information here, but there is some. There's some interesting nuggets. Last night, about ten thirty, 
I come out here and uh, seen a bird drop. In a matter of hours on New Year's Eve, thousands of birds fell from the sky to their death. And I just immediately called mom because I had to go to work. And I said, you've got to come get the kids and get the dog because I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to mess in with any of them. <laughs> it was horrible. You could not even get down the road without running over hundreds. It was that bad. The mystery is unraveling like scenes from a movie. Can you, can you, it's like we can't. Wow, this, this reporting is unbelievable. We start <laughs> off with, with the birds. Did it's they a mystery. Pay these people? It's unraveling like a movie. Oh, it gets better. Dozens of U.S. environmental service crews spent the day picking up the birds, walking between homes, and climbing on people's roofs with protective hazmat suits. Yeah, baby. It gets better. We've got the feds out there in hazmat suits. Oh, yeah. Now the plot thickens. Breathing masks. Nobody knows. You know, I asked these guys who was out here picking them up, and uh, they don't seem to know anything. Nobody knows anything. This kind of freaked everybody out. Officials with the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission flew over the area and determined it's a one-mile stretch. There are a variety of dead blackbirds, mostly red-winged. And okay, red-winged blackbirds. Okay, a red-winged blackbird is a bird. Yes. There used to be actually in the Bay Area, there used to be a, a dominant bird around here. I haven't seen one in California. Well, they're all dead. <laughs> Apparently all dead. <laughs> I didn't know that they were down there. But uh, yeah, red-winged blackbirds are a very pretty bird. The only thing I miss in this story, which I don't think is actually mentioned, I'm in a huge opportunity missed by these morons uh, in uh, on, at the news in BB, Arkansas. A huge opportunity. This would, thank you, darling. This would be perfect to say, oh, you know, we've got the, the birds are dying off because of biodiversity. But they yeah, missed it that is one. an opportunity. They missed it completely. Let's finish up this report. It's interesting. A duck was also found. No one has been evacuated because AD. Wait, wait, did she say a duck was also found? I don't know. Go back. <laughs> Let me listen to that. Red winged, and a duck was also found. <laughs> a dug. <laughs> a dug? It sounds like Doug. She sounds like some a guy Doug. named Doug was also found. Maybe it's were him in the we head. Had some de- a Doug hey, was also we, found. We got a she Doug. said Doug. She said Doug. Doug. It could be it could be a duck, a Doug, or Doug. A Doug. What does does your Doug bite? It's not my dog. We have dead blackbirds, mostly red-winged, and a duck was also found. <laughs> this is Doug. <laughs> is she talking about a duck or a dog or what? A dog. Oh, it's a duck. We Doug have, was also found. We have mysterious uh, dead dugs around. If your name is Doug, you better watch out because you could you know, die. Some of these reporters are so brain dead that it's possible that she thinks that uh, she thinks to this day she may have called ducks dugs. <laughs> Which is a little girl, and she keeps calling him Dugs, and nobody's <laughs> corrected, her. No corrected her ever. And she got on television that way. A Doug. And people went, did she just say Doug? <laughs> no, she said Doug. She said Doug. I think she's, no, I'm going to listen one more time. She says Doug. Variety of dead blackbirds, mostly red winged, and a duck was also found. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a, at the end there. But still, a dead duck. Wow. There's thousands of birds and a dead duck. Yeah, the duck. duck was probably killed by the falling birds. <laughs> like a bird. Yeah, what happened? A bird fell on his head. That's what happened. No one has been evacuated because ADEQ's air quality test came back clean for toxins. Sure. Yeah, yeah they tested that in three seconds. Came back clean for toxins. I, I think this is uh, persistent jet contrails. 
Yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah, I mean, these, these birds flying through it like... <laughs> In the one report I read, they blamed it on fireworks. <laughs> no, oh, wow. Oh, that's a no, good wait, one. No, wait, you got to listen. You gotta, this, this is, is an AP report. I swear to God, I, I bring it up and read it, but I can damn near quote it. It was. Uh, it says that the persistent fireworks may have killed the birds. Out of, it may have, like, freaked the birds out, and they all died of a heart attack. No. <laughs> Well, swear to God. well, if they're saying that, then you know that it's something evil. Then you know. It. And who 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 said this? Who reported this? The, the AP. Oh, please. Associated Press. No, please. Let, let, me, let me let me find this story. This is. You, you want me to find it? Yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. Uh, let me see. Dead birds, fireworks. Come on, Google's. Here we go. Lightning, hail, fireworks may have killed birds over town. Oh, lightning. Right. Oh my God! You're right. This, so this has got to be something bad. <laughs> you doubted me? No, you I don't doubt. No, I don't. Up? No, I don't doubt you. But it's just like wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But I can't believe that. Well, the air quality came up great after three seconds of testing. How long yeah, does it I take mean, to testing? Te- takes a little longer to test for toxins in the yeah, air. Yeah, I mean, you, the, the, what did they test for? You know, they, it can't be that. I much. like to know what killed the Doug. <laughs> uh, well, the fireworks could have definitely killed the Doug. <laughs> we just have to. We just have to keep that going. Is your name Doug? Watch out for falling buds. Because if you have a Doug, then you can. All right. Die. So, what do we conclude from this fiasco? Let's turn around and mask, and I'm wondering, do we need the same thing? Because what makes that happen for them just to drop out of the sky like that? This is the see, this, this is not these people are not so stupid. These are people who belong to my church of the moronic faith. They're saying, hey, we got guys walking around in masks with hazmat suits. Maybe we should be wearing the same. Yeah. Very, very good, lady. Logic, just logic. Very There's smart. Thing. Very yeah, smart. Drop out of the sky like that. This is the only bird I That's have seen alive. What's that? That public, you know, the public is not stupid. No, and and even though they try to put the stupid public on and the stupid bits, they still some good stuff comes into this report. Happen for them just to drop out of the sky like that. This is the only bird I have seen alive. He seems to be injured, just walking in circles and not making any sense. <laughs> this is this is good information. He's walking in circles and not making any sense. <laughs> Hold on, this is great. Just walking in circles and not making any sounds, and he oh, can't sounds. fly. We got one on the roof. Officials will confirm their findings when they get the test results. No, wait a minute. She just said that everything was clean, but now they don't have the test results. This well, is. I think they're testing the birds. This is un- yeah. What else are they testing? This is unbelievable. Ministry of Truth cover-up going on here. Until then, they are given these possible scenarios. Lightning, stress, Uh, high altitude. Stress, stress. stress. (laughs) I like the stress one. Stress. I think birds just are under stress anyway. Uh, I got stress. Maybe Maybe he met up with Doug and he got stressed out. Oh, my God. Lightning, lightning, please. Oh, geez. Scenarios, lightning, stress, high-altitude hell, or startled by fireworks. Startled. I'm startled by fireworks. Oh, I think I got a heart attack. But neighbors just want answers. Something out of a movie, exactly. Uh, hazmat people walking around, not telling us anything. I'd like to know. Kind of spooky. You never know what's going to happen. The birds should be cleaned up by tomorrow. Game and Fish Commission's Karen Rose says poisoning does not appear to be the case, and strange events similar to this have occurred across the globe a number of times. Oh, really? 
Well, I'll have to you look know, into I mean, that. Historically, this ha- stuff happens all the time. Right. I mean, you got weird things that happen, like a hurricane picks up a bunch of frogs and then drops them in some town, like, you know, right. miles away. Right, or a cow. A cow lands <laughs> in your backyard, you know, and you wonder what the heck happened. Hey. Unharmed. Was it, no, really? Has that happened? Yeah, stuff like that happens, yeah. It's really? always a fluke. Really? Well, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, uh, you get free milk. Well, uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna work on this. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I think this is a, a, a high priority. It is for me because it does play into the persistent jet contrails, and uh, my feeling is that uh, that is you know if if a flock of birds goes through. Uh, and by the way, the, these persistent jet contrails, I I have noticed getting up early, except when my iPhone doesn't work. Um, that they're there but when I wake up. So this is often happening at night when persistent jet contrails magically appear and stay there for hours. And, you know, you've got some birds flying at that altitude because, of course, they're not where persistent jet contrails normally would take place at 28,000 feet because birds fly significantly lower altitudes. They probably yeah, fly, yeah, they fly through that. And <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm going to fall in a dug. <laughs> the Doug. <laughs> so uh, I'm all over it. And all right, and, well, and, I'll, and, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on the story. And but just logically, you've worked for the government, John. Just thinking logically, if a whole bunch, if there's like dead birds on the ground, you call the ASPCA or whatever. People don't uh, call like the hazmat unit. Well, nowadays because of the bird flu fears and all the rest of it, you probably would call the hazmat unit. No, I think. I mean, every time they find a dead bird, they're fearful as bird flu and it's going to transfer oh, to humans. Wow. And hey, wait dead. a minute. This Wow. This could be a one two punch. Think about it bird flu. Bird flu. They've been trying to get the bird flu into us. And this could be the, oh, well, the bird flu's here. The, look, the birds are dying. You know well, I'm surprised it didn't come up in the conversation right off the bat. It seems to me the the story, the way I look at this this whole thing, the way you know you're seeing it as some sort of uh, you know contrail story. I think it's a I think it's an aborted bird flu story that, wow. that they were going to drop on the market, you know, to encourage people to get flu shots because people associate they don't you know one flu shots as good as the other. Right, as far as right, concerned. right, right. Wow. And they were going to blow it out as a bird flu scare, but there's so many they end up killing so damn many birds it was like a disaster, and it was like oh god no let's don't do it this way because this isn't you know this isn't you know it's going to frighten the public and they're going to have riots and so yeah, they, so yeah. they squashed it and the, the giveaway to that theory of mine is the fact that it was not even mentioned as a, as a sidebar in the story. And of course it happens in Arkansas where uh, the where Bill has infrastructure. Yeah, I mean so there's if the, the fact that they didn't even bring it up in any of the stories I read when they when a dead duck drops over here in Concord, they go, "Oh, it might be dead. They're checking it for bird flu. Oh, they're so scared." Right, they was, right. Remember a few years ago, every dead bird was bird flu. Now we have a thousand dead birds, or a hundred thousand, who knows? And no mention of the bird flu possibility. And, well, you know what? It was like a kill off, and they they abort. It's abort, 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 abort the bird flu. Try something else. Yeah, oh, the- okay. They, they they died of a heart attack. They were startled. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Roll with it. Roll with it. Roll with it. Print it. Print it. <laughs> Roll with it. Good enough. An emergency meeting. I can just see it. But what do we do about the Doug? Hey, boss. What do we do about the Doug? Just have him report it. 
speaking of that, um, a, a number of people emailed me this, and it was just too funny. Uh, now, of course, we all know that uh, Haiti has completely been taken over by the elitists. Uh, whether you believe in the earthquake machine being turned on or not, quite amazing that the country that has not had an earthquake for 90 years gets a devastating one at an at an un undisclosed, unknown uh, fault line. Everything's like crazy new. Uh, we raise billions of dollars. We do all the kumbaya, hands across America, uh, save Haiti. We text our money. Every, everyone's still intense. They're dying of cholera. And uh, and you know that the uh, the elites love to rub it in our faces. Like, <laughs> just so you know, we're behind this. And then the news comes out. Cholera death toll in Haiti rises to 3,333. Oh, you're kidding me. No, this is everywhere. I mean, could you could you be any more blatant about it? You know, we have been tracking. You know, we should have actually put a notebook together because for the last year and a half, you mainly have been tracking the use of the number three in these reports. 3,000 dead, 333 this, 300 that, uh, three, 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 three. And you're, that's unbelievable. That is ludicrous, this actually. Is, yeah, CNN, AP, everyone. The death toll in Haiti's cholera outbreak has risen to 3,333. I mean, is it, isn't that worth a news report by itself? Yeah, what a coincidence that there would be so many threes involved in this number. That's unbelievable. I think not. Yeah, and it's reported. And, and everyone sent me the same, uh, basically the same story with a link saying... Uh, why do they have to rub it in our faces? Everyone's been trained very well. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. But that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it is a good thing. I feel great that, that other people aren't, you know, aren't just stupid, sleeping slaves, and that we're all you know, awake and noticing yeah, we this. Yeah, to pick up on these codes. Three, 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 three. Give My me a goodness. break. I know, I know. It's just... And by the way, listen. not four, not no, three hundred four, no. not three hundred six, and and it's not like it could change. Can't have an eight in there. And by the way, you know, you'll see this report come out again tomorrow. It'll still have the same number, like no one else died. Yeah, no, nobody, <laughs> no one died no, over that exact number. Died, yeah, yeah, right. And that'll be the same. You're right. Yeah, until they get to another code number, they so can you use. can look for these codes in Sudan and Darfur coming up on the eleventh. The 11th is when you're going to see all these coded numbers come up. The thing, we started noticing it really with the number of um, casualties in Afghanistan. It was always yeah, 30, 33 uh, civilians killed. Always 33. Yeah. And it's code. It's total code. Total code. Well, uh, it's code for specifically, we don't quite know. But yeah, and, and, of course, we still don't have the results of the scam election. Because the, 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 I think we need a huge distraction something really really big and the minute that something really big happens then they're going to put jude celestine uh who is the the outgoing president's protege they like all these p words too this alliteration of uh, uh preval's protege uh so you know like lady gaga is going to die or no oh i'm sorry gaga no no better than that we'll have uh, here's a distraction for you here's here's is this a prediction this is a total prediction and it'll be the distraction, not just the... Uh, the distraction of the week hey, on no agenda. It will be the distraction of the year. You can wait for it. And I want every human resource within the sound of my voice to be on the lookout because the royal wedding 
is what is going to cover up a whole bunch of stuff. And I think we'll see the elections in Haiti uh, coming out uh, when, or you know, just all kinds of stuff is going to happen when this royal wedding takes place because that's the only thing you're going to see on television is royal wedding. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day when I was on uh, working with uh, Laporte and the rest of them, uh, Soledad O'Brien, uh, on the site. I was a guest the commentator. Site? Come the on. site? Yeah. What is the site? When MSNBC first began in the 90s sometime, they, it was started by uh, Microsoft. They decided they wanted to uh, put a tech show on because it was Microsoft, NBC, joint oh, venture. Right, 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 right. And so they had this thing called the site, and I became a guest commentator on one Did of the Did they pay shows. you for that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, not very much, I bet. No, <laughs> MSNBC. No. So anyway, I'm not Keith Olbermann. <laughs> anyway, so um, you're much cuter. So they, so they did this. They did the show, and then Diana got killed. Right. And they went to twenty four seven coverage of Diana, and the ratings dead. took off. The ratings skyrocketed, yeah, exactly. and they said, "Screw all this bull crap with shows the that might have sight. some information." Screw Dvorak. In He's like a Doug. Well, <laughs> I was part of the decision, I'm sure, but the whole the, the whole show was killed because what's the point? You can't get these kinds of numbers that you can get with the death of Diana, and so then the whole network went down the tubes, and it, you know, you know, it's never really had good numbers ever, even with the Oberman and no, Rachel no. on there, no. and uh, but they're looking forward to something like this. And yeah, people just huge. flock to this crap. Why is that? What, what is it? Well, actually, there's someone sent and me who this. who cares? We're Americans. Why do we care about the British aristocracy? I've seen like a million reports about the coin, the commemorative coin. And uh, everyone's like, oh, Kate doesn't look anything like it on the coin. The coin is no good. Like, what? Meanwhile, we've got like, we're selling coins here made out of actual silver found at the at ground zero. And no one says anything about that. It's like crazy, <laughs> well, crazy. The ten-year commemorative. We did that commercial. Remember the ten-year yeah. commemorative coin? It's disgusting. This, this, the disgusting. So uh, anyway, no, the, but, uh, but, yeah, you, no. I think you're right. That would be care? a huge distraction. I don't know why. What's wrong with the American public that we should care well, at all about what's going on with the British aristocracy? Someone, and the, someone sent me a, a BitTorrent uh, of a, and I'll put that in. The, I'll put the torrent in the show notes. Of a documentary called Star Suckers. Have you ever seen this, John? No, it's it is the Star Whackers. <laughs> Star Suckers, and it's a, it includes a lot of uh, research that was published uh, about the about the obsession with fame that we have worldwide, not just uh, not just in the United States, but worldwide, which has gone from like twelve percent in the eighties to to eighty percent in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah. In other words, the preoccupation has jumped from 12% to 80%? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty stable. <laughs> no, it did. Pretty big jump. Well, of course, this has to do with the proliferation of media in general. But just look at it. Look at reality shows. You know, and, and, you know, and it's, it's good because they're kind of giving away the secret. When you see this, you go like, oh, my God, look at all these idiot parents who are pushing their children. They, they set up these scams uh, in, like, shopping malls. Okay, we're doing a reality show about kids. And they, and they make these kids do stuff like um, hack a chicken's head off with a knife. You know, but it's a rubber chicken, right? But, so, but it's like, okay, all right, little Tommy. <laughs> and they give him a rubber chicken and a knife. And like, okay, now, now act like you're hacking his head off. And the parents are going like, go ahead, Tommy, hack his head off, hack his head off. 
Because the parents, of course, are more <laughs> obsessed with fame than anything. <laughs> it's it's a phenomenal documentary. It's it's really really well done, and it shows you just how crazy you've gotten. Because and what's the name of it again? Star Suckers. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's available on uh, like in YouTube bits, and maybe uh, if it is, someone will send me the link. I'll put well, that we should in the put show it on, notes. definitely put it on our list. Uh, one of our uh, producers who's maintaining the uh, recommended uh, movie list. But what's so cool about it is it actually um, shows you. Um, how it's all it has all to do with the neurotransmitters you know it's like being famous because you know fame of course is the way out fame is the way out of the rat race that's what it, that's why everyone's so obsessed with it so it's not like you know it's like i don't want to be a great soccer player i just want to be david beckham you know i just i just want to be famous like him because then you get like all the free shit you get all the money and it's true and we give you these little uh opportunities you know, with like uh, um, uh, American Idol, America's Got Talent, uh, you know. Uh, you think you can dance. Get, you think you can dance, dance like Michael Jackson, uh, all of this stuff. And we, and we give you the, the and, and you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people show up for these auditions because, and they're right, because you actually, you can become rich. It can happen. Look at the Jersey Shore Well, you people. can't get a job. You might as well do might that. Might as well. Might as well. So... Yeah, it, it's it's a great documentary. Uh, again, I'll put the BitTorrent in, and whoever sent me that, I can't remember offhand. I really appreciate it. Um, it has it's not seeded a lot, so it'll be great if more people are uh, are seeding it from the No Agenda community, so it'll download much faster. It took me uh, like half a day uh, to get it in. God, I love BitTorrent. So, do you ever use torrents? I used, yeah, but the problem is my taste, if you haven't noticed, is so screwy that... Yeah, there's um, no seeds at all of the stuff you're looking for. There's no seeds. It takes years. (laughs) You are the seed. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like, look back like weeks later and there's like a piece of it has been downloaded and then I, you know, so I gave up on it. So while we're on the uh, topic of media assassination, I thought this was interesting. Um, Tech memes... And this was sent to me, sent to us by Dennis Cruz, one of our longtime producers. Tech Memes Top 50 Tech Stories of uh, 2010 uh, shows the influence of the corporate blogs and, more importantly, press releases. Six of the top 10 stories in tech, and we're just saying tech because this is what, you know, we know, I'm sure our audience knows a little bit about this. Six of the top 10 news, sto- news stories came directly from blogs from the companies in question. So it was uh, Steve Jobs' thought on Flash, Andy Rubin's Google blog post about changes in the Nexus One availability. Uh, so it just proves that there is no news. There is no reporting. It's all PR. It's all PR companies. None of it is actual news and reporting. You think a PR, uh, someone sent out a press release about the 3333 in, uh, in Haiti? I mean, where do they get that number from? I'd like to know. This is the problem that we have because we're just the two of us. We're reverse engineering everything and deconstructing, but we don't have any. We don't. We're not getting inside information from actual spooks or government uh, sources or anything else. We're just do, taking things apart and showing people how to do that themselves. A lot of people do it, obviously, as well as we do. And uh, so we don't. So when it comes to like. Why 333? When did that become a code number? Why is it a code number? And who's delivering it under what circumstances? And what does it actually mean in the end uh, when day is done? 
we don't we can't get that part. I mean, we can kind of guess once in a while, but this one's too obscure. We have never figured it out. Okay, so uh, Fox News reports the number of deaths in Haiti from the cholera epidemic afflicting the poverty-stricken nation since mid-October has risen to 3,333, according to the health ministry. They have a health ministry in uh, in Haiti? I like the word ministry. I think that there's an element there of yeah. the code. Yeah. Oh, it came from the ministry. There's more interesting numbers in this. They're pretty specific. Oh, According to a bulletin posted on the ministry's website, well, let's do this right now, John. This is this is very annoying. Let's find this out. So, Haiti Ministry of Health. We should be able to find it. That right? Google. Yep. Okay. All right. Let me work on it too. Um, well, Haiti has a. They must have some kind of. A, come on, chat room. Help me out here. Uh, I see U.S. government officials and Haitian Ministry of Health. Uh, I don't see a Haiti Ministry of Health website. What is the Haiti? Uh, what is the Haiti uh, top-level domain name? Is it uh, HI or something? I don't think it's HI. I don't even know that they have one. Yeah, I thought they did actually. Well, let's take a look. Haitian... You just type in Haiti TLD and you should get it. Haiti government website. Come on, chat room. Where are you? Work on this with me, will you? HT. HT. See, I told you it would be HT. So would it be... Uh... Boy, they, they, I'll tell you one thing. They got no Google juice. Those Haitians. So... Haiti, maybe it's... Uh... Well, it's a backward country. Finding a lot of... <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, chat room suggests go screw yourself.gov would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, here's uh yeah, you know what? I'm disappointed in our human resources. They had the uh, US government officials Haitian Ministry of Health discuss next phase of medical and public health support in Haiti. Oh boy. Oh, here we go. I've got it. Enlightenment uh, did it. I, it's scrolling so fast I can't even grab it from the chat room. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Ugh, crap. It's uh, mspp.gov.ht. mspp.gov.ht. Funny, in October 29th, it's supposedly the cholera epidemic, which was killing 305, which still had three in it, but not that many, supposedly was subsiding. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, how do I change this to English? It's in French. This is not helping. Go to Google uh, Translation. No, no, they should have an English version of it. No. .gov. Yeah, well, it was international. Let me see. There must be an English version. Plan du site. <laughs> okay, here's your... I got your go-to guy. Let me look this guy up. Gabriel Thimote. Hold on. I think just do gov.ht. No, it's got to be gov. Well, this is uh, fascinating. Yeah, well. Le Ministry. There we go. Le Ministry. Uh, organigram du, uh, organigram du Ministry. Okay. 
What's health in French? Nothing. They don't have health there. They don't. La bureau de, le bureau de There's ministry. There's no such word. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Direction générale, direction centrales, unité coordination, le Doug. No. Error file. <laughs> All right. Work needs to be done. Uh, I'm, you know Even what? in Wikipedia, it's got 3333 in there. Oh, of course. It's Ministry of Truth. But where does it come from? From a blog guy, post? It comes from this guy, Gabriel Thamote. That's the key. If we can figure out that guy's background, we'll figure out the whole Why? thing. Why? Is he the one that's propagating the message? Yep. He's the head of Haiti's health department. Gabriel Thamote said 4147 people were treated. To who's cholera chief? Claire Lise Chagnat said the epidemic was not contained as in October. She did not have achieved its peak. Da, da, da. Gabriel Thamote keeps coming up. Okay, Gabriel, Th have you have you wikied him? I'm looking at the 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 only wiki that you've got is the uh, 2010 Haiti cholera outbreak wiki page, which apparently documents much of this. But I haven't got the background on this character, Monsieur Thamote. T-H-E-M-O-T-E? -E. Uh, this Gabriel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-T-H-I-M-O-T-E, accent grave. Oh, accent grave. Oh, I know how to do those, actually. It's like biodiversité. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is. Hey. hey. He's, he's got a Flickr page. Well, now you're oh, talking. Oh, he probably has pictures of dead people. Hey. <laughs> he's got a Flickr page. <laughs> More than 200 people died in Haiti in the wake of a cholera epi epidemic declared in the country, announced Saturday the Director General of the Ministry of Health, Gabriel Timote, Timoteo. Oh, this is a Timoteo. I don't have any any spelling with the O on the end. It's T. He has T-H-I-M-O with an accent. T-E-O. No. Well, the, well, this is on his own, his own Flickr page. Well, then that's not spelled that way anyplace else, so it's, it's meant to, dis, to, to, to uh, confuse us. Wow. Uh, all throughout every document I've looked at has got it spelled without that spelling. It's spelled T-H-I-M-O without any accent, T-E. Wow. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, like I said, this is the point we've been making, which is we can't get to the bottom of it. There's uh wow three thousand three three dead thirty three thousand hospitalized. This uh this Timote guy is interesting. He's a doctor, and apparently he's been here. We go. But far from taking aggressive and proactive measures like stopping traffic, Haitian public health authorities have been trying to minimize the crisis, claiming. As the health ministry's general director, Gabriel Timothée, did October 25th, the disease progress has been stabilized. Here they're talking about H5N1. So this guy may be a bird flu shill as well. Hmm. What are they? They're talking about H5N1? Yeah. This is back. I'm going back to October now. Where there were 337 cholera deaths. More threes. More threes. Oh, okay. We're cut out for us, human resources. Let's work on this. This is a, a fascinating stuff. Something's up. Yeah, fascinating. The 333 is definitely a signal. It's saying, look out, interesting shit coming your way now. It's obvious. Yeah, it's definitely a signal. It's like a flare. <laughs> There's the flare. Okay, we've got to get to work. Um, so see. I got... Yeah, please. 
we're going to change topics a little bit. I want to bring something up my wife kind of brought up. She uh, uh, is in uh, – we have a, one of uh, Eric's sons was a hyperactive kid that was borderline to go on Ritalin. Oh, we got to throw that kid on some drugs. But all they did was they, they finally – and my wife has been into this for some time because she noticed this effect too. They pulled everything they could out of his diet that contained Red 40. Uh, red Dye 40. And now he's just a normal kid. So, really? So she came up with that saying, that's interesting. She says, and because I remember Red Dye 4 being such a big deal. And she was baffled by the fact that the FDC, if you look up these dyes, the Europeans won't let you use any of them. Now, this is very interesting. When I, and just let me give you some background on this. In 1972, before many of you were born, when I moved to Gitmo Nation Lowlands with my, with my family, I remember my mom saying, wow, the meat here really looks, ugh, I don't like the way the meat looks at the butcher. They still had butcher shops back then. Of course, that's long gone. And uh, she was a member of the American Women's Club, and they had a newsletter and said, well, you know, the reason why the meat doesn't look so great is because uh, they uh, do not allow the, the dye to be put in the meat to make it look more attractive in, uh, in the butcher shop. So this has been something that is not culturally accepted anywhere except in the United States, as far as I know. Yeah. So I have now I'm proud of my wife. She listens to the show and she came up with this one. <laughs> she says, well, why does red dye 40 of legal in the United States is banned every place else in the world? Pretty much. Uh, and this seen as some natural thing because it comes from some bug wings or some crazy thing. No, it's not synthetic. It's actually something from the natural world. Yeah, it's some crazy thing. It's called Allura. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, who's really respond- who's to- who really runs the FDA nowadays? The drug companies. And who benefits from crazy wild kids running around like nuts? <laughs> the drug companies. The drug companies <laughs> that make Ritalin. <laughs> Do you think there's a connection between Ritalin being doled out like there's no tomorrow, which is what they're doing today, and the fact that these kids are being hyped up with red dye 40? Well, is course, there any possibility that this is, is is the case when she right in front of her very eyes very is watching the effect on a kid? Very good, Mimi. Let's not forget that the, the director of the FDA is Michael Taylor, former Monsanto executive. So, of course, it's, it's, duh. duh. And they put red dye 40 in chocolate. Really? They put it in everything they can think to put it in. This reminds me of what they do with soy. They do the same thing. Why? And I bitch about this constantly. Why would you buy, go look at your cans of tuna, like from Sunkist. And look at the, at the label. And lots of cans of tuna, you'll see this. There's it tuna. Says, it says no actual dolphin. There's some stu- it's tuna and there's soy in there. Why am I buying soy, soy meal when I'm, b- I'm supposed to be buying a can of tuna? Yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, there's no actual food anymore. There's no, there's no food left. We're just eating sawdust with color and taste things and MSG to make your brain think it's it's good. Well, apparently the latest version of this red dye forty, by the way, is not made from the insects. It's made from petroleum. <laughs> it's made from gasoline. It's made from gasoline. <laughs> Let me see. Could that make Red your dye kid AC go was originally manufactured from coal tar, now made mostly from petroleum, <laughs> despite the popular misconception. Allura Red AC was not derived from any insect, unlike the food coloring carmine, which is derived from the in- female uh, insect of some sort. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm whatever the case is, look for it. You know, Avoid p- it. People, please take a look at what's happening around the world. 
look at uh, Japanese. Look at the Brits. The Brits used to be thin white people. The uh, Japanese used to be uh, tiny, slim people. They're all fat and gross now, like us here in the United States. Because of the crap they're eating is not actual food. Cook something yourself. Go go to a farm. Find. Phew. This is the thing that scares me the most. I you know, all they can take my money, but when they take away my food, <laughs> I have no food. There is no food. It's it's Franken food. And go and use olive oils and and safer plant oils rather than canola and oh, uh, canola and soy oil, which is neither one of these things have never been tested. Soy oil has an estrogen characteristic. What, what is like, what is soy oil? What is that? Uh, what is that called? What is the brand name? Not soy oil. <laughs> soy oil. Soy oil. This is called soil. <laughs> That's, soil. Just call it soil. That'd be great. Hey, I'm putting some soil in my food. It's called soybean oil. Soil. Soil. But anyway, the point is is that they, they, these things have, along with uh, high fructose corn syrup, which everyone, and all the PR agencies, by the way, soy is one of the best ones. If you want to follow, follow PR, do a little research on people that bitch about soy oil being, you know, not necessarily healthy, never really fully tested, has estrogen-like characteristics, gives, I always, you know, like to, it gives males big breasts. Yeah, Exactly. It gives you a big breast. And so take, go look in the media. Go do some Googling and, and spend a day. Look at all this. And you'll find all the responses. Oh, no, that's not true. And then they'll give you a laundry list of reasons that all this is bogus. It's just a bunch of propaganda against the soybean companies. And you read this and you're going to read exact word for word rebuttals in every source that you've ever run into because they got this, this one PR department that they, the Soybean Institute, they send this woman in a bunch of them, they come out and as soon as anything negative comes out in the press, they get called immediately, they demand a rebuttal and they demand to get certain things printed to, to reverse this, this bad thoughts about these oils. And then they run these exact articles that are word for word, uh, you know, accounts. There's like talking points that these people send out, and they and the, the media just parrots just, them, just buy, eats it right up. This is why we need to do some surveys of our own, because whenever you have a survey, oh, it's a survey. Well, in that case, yeah, survey. Just print the numbers. It's a survey. Hey, study shows it's a survey. In fact, my son, who's the first one, JC, is the first one who got the whole family off of soy, and we, you know, reversed our our take on a lot of Good stuff. Good boy. Good boy. He because he ran into a, a large research piece about how soy generally shrinks the brain, and used every once in a while you see a reference to this. Nobody knows what the reference is for because whatever that the document was is missing. It's gone from the internet, and every time it shows up, they 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 basically get it pulled. And uh, you will never find this document anymore. That's another reason why I tell people out there, if you see something really weird that you read that's kind of frightening, save page as. Right. Or better yet, if you're, if you're on a, a Hack and Macintosh, uh, save page as PDF, which is fantastic. Yeah, and then you have a print, print, print as PDF. You don't have to worry about disappearing like most, a lot of stuff does. Yeah. But anyway, so this red dye seems to really be a problem. And it's been observed of those just anecdotal stuff, which, oh, it's just anecdotal. Doesn't mean anything. No study's been done. Um, anecdotal information is valuable when, you, when it's so obvious. You know, say you're eating something and your arm falls off. And you go, oh, gee, I don't know if there's a connection. You stop eating it, your arm grows back. Well, it's just <laughs> anecdotal. doesn't prove anything. <laughs> That's not scientific. Oh, I mean, come on. At some point. What do you think? Science! Science! Science!
you don't know what you're talking about. We have many scientists here at the FDA. It's all good. They've so all anyway. worked at Monsanto before. Well, that, Not well, that everyone should be superstitious about all this stuff. Well, I'm really happy, though, uh, that Eric's uh, son is now uh, uh, back to normal and he can join the uh, moronic faith along with the rest of us. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, but there's, so it's Red Dye 40, you said, is the yeah. one. Right. So... It, it, that's pretty much in everything, though, right? So the kid is not going to go hungry because he can't eat anything? Is that Well, uh, he won't be able to eat, uh, you know, the, the child's breakfast cereals, which are loaded with this stuff. No wonder all these kids are going crazy. Freaking out. But, you know, the thing that also gets me is that I look at the – people should look at labels more. When you go to the grocery store and you look at cereal boxes, there's a couple companies up in Canada. You look at the box, and they have to have the same – they have the same labeling requirements. It says wheat and, you know – Wheat. It's just what it says. In the American box, it's got a million things in there. Preservatives <laughs> it's not, and it's dyes. Not just wheat. It's, not, it's soy. <laughs> and soy. soy. I mean, there's a million things in there. It's like, why don't you just kind of get it down to the basics here? Well, we're, uh, we're going on uh, a very healthy diet uh, starting as of yesterday. And uh, it's actually good. You know, when you really get down to the basics in your cooking and... Uh, you know, you should. People should just pay attention to it. That's all. And yeah, and you got to read the. La- I've taught my daughter a lot, uh, and it's it's really changed uh, her overall health. Uh, I think you know she's she's really trying to cut back on the aspirin. That was the big thing for her. It was aspartame. She was chewing gum, and she was really in this vicious cycle of just being hooked on the aspartame and eating two packs a day, two packs a day of gum. <laughs> but it's sad. Yeah, and, she, and she's like, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to, to stop. You know, and she has these obsessive things. No, and and she resp- you can literally see the kid, res- and I call her a kid. You can, she's 20, but you can see her respond to the chemicals. It's chemicals. That's why. We are made of chemicals. <laughs> when you put other chemicals in there, you're going to get a reaction. It's bad, man. But of course, all the healthy stuff is unaffordable. Go. Well, not if you go to the farm and get oh, yourself yeah. a cow and a yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, John, be realistic for a second. Yeah, a twenty-year-old who lives uh, in the in the oh no, she's East she, LA she, no way she can get a she cow. can't go get a cow. She doesn't even have a freezer for the cow. <laughs> you know, she she's her roommate is. Uh, well, you think that like in Europe, that at least they have some. When you go out and eat, you know, out at a restaurant, they don't. The food that you're getting is pretty high quality. You're not. Although I have to say now, you know, McDonald's has invaded the place, and McDonald's has got wood in their uh, meat, and literally, <laughs> yeah, wood. It's it's true. It's wood, <laughs> and the bread has got a lot of wood in it, which it's, is you know, it's fiber. I guess it might be good for you. It's wood. It's probably better than the meat. <laughs> hey, Doug, Doug, there's wood in my bread. I mean, there's ways you can eat healthy without, but yeah, most of the stuff, you know, these, these cereals, the candies, and all this stuff from all these is just laced with chemicals that unnecessarily, in most cases. I mean, if you go like C's candies, uh, which is a chocolate provider, they, they don't put a bunch of weird crap in it. Why did, why do the candy bar makers have to do that? I mean, just so the shelf life is longer? Yes. Or what? Hello. Yes. Profits. Hello. Chocolate. Cadbury. Big companies. Billions of dollars. Yes. Of course that's the reason, John. But this is, okay. And then we'll just wrap up this topic. Of course, that's why you see these shills in government. Because it's all based upon greed. We need to make more money, so we need to customize the rulemaking. 
So we get our, our own shills into government. They custom, customize the laws and the rules for our company. We make more money. Everyone makes out like bandits except for the stupid slaves like us. That's how it works. That is the system. And it's not exclusive to the United States of Gitmo Nation. It's, it's rampant and it's everywhere. And my question to you, John, is have you ever seen it this bad? And does the pendulum actually swing back? And will it happen in our lifetime? I've never seen it this bad, and I want to, now I'm going to bring up a point of criticism because people are going to criticize me for what I'm about to say. Good. About so, time, Doug. It's about time. Doug. So one of the things I noticed when we made this switch over some years back to canola oil, which is rapeseed oil, as, a, as the source of... of it's a brand. It's not a, it's not a type of oil. It's a brand. Canola means Canadian oil with low acidity. It's not a it's not a plant of any sort. Even though you you can question people about this. Oh yeah, the canola plant. What's a canola plant look like? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so like a, like a bug. Um, once they started feeding soybean oil to the American public, and then as opposed to you know all the other safflower, some of the more safer oil. Safflower is good. Grapeseed oil is good. Uh, sunflower oil is healthy, uh, and olive oil, of course, which is the one that the Europeans use mostly, and and duck fat and goose fat. To cook with. But once they started, I've no, and I, I know this is going to sound weird, and it's not like this is all I, I'm obsessed with. But butter, butter, just use butter. Actually, butter's better than mar- margarine, that's for sure, which they've proven. But anyway, so you go to Toronto, Canada, where people walk a lot, especially on Young Street, which is the world's longest straight street. Anyway, people are wandering around a lot. And so there's, you notice, Americans notice this when you go to Canada. The women in Canada, because they're walking all the time, have extremely uh, uh, pretty butts. They got no, they got pretty butts. Really? Yeah. But that ended. Wait a minute. That ended about ten years ago, and now (laughs) the butts are getting this cottage cheese. Their butts fell off. It's it's gone downhill. I mean, it used to be the 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 town with this just you know you just watch women walking around. Wow. Nice butt. Now it's like. It's not that way anymore, and I I attribute it to the canola oil. Hey, hey, Doug, Doug, my butt fell off. <laughs> my butt fell off because the canola oil, Doug. I'm just saying. Really? It's well, noticeable to okay. me because I only go to Toronto every so often, but I notice, and same thing with Vancouver. Well, I've, but, I've, I've got uh, uh, Kevin, the, the Canadian blade. I shall ask him. I would like other all of our other Gitmo Well, it's going to be less gr- noticeable if you live there. Yeah, but... It's when you visit and yeah. you go, holy crap, what happened to all these pretty... All the pretty butts are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really? You know, I I never took you for a butt man, John. <laughs> but... I, I'm I'm more of a, I'm a more of a well, face man it, myself. Know, because all these oils, there's no reason to be a butt man anymore, especially in Canada. But is are are the butts bigger or are they just I mean cuz I mean how, bigger how, how can and you sloppier and they bounce around and they got the cottage cheese thing going on How do you know they can you see cottage cheese we have x-ray glass they used to be these di- dynamite looking I mean we're talking the best butts in the world are all in Toronto and uh now the butts there are just whatever you know they're just <laughs> like american butts should run into in arkansas big butts you know flabby butts but can you see the cottage cheese through the clothing Often, wow, that's oh, because of course a lot of these big butts insist upon wearing tight lycra. Well, they don't know anymore that their butts don't look that good with tight wow. lycra. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So no, Toronto used to be had the best butts ever, and now it's no, nah, it's just it's but, like you don't even want to look. Let's put it that. But way. of all the butts in you the look world, straight. You look at the road. There's a lot less accidents. I'll bet. I bet you can do a study in Toronto <laughs> in terms of city street accidents, and the accident rate has gone through the floor down. 
Because the butts are no longer nice to look no at. No distractions. <laughs> John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. Or an observation than a peeve, but anyway. Well, I, it's I, a peeve. I think it's a peeve. You're disappointed yeah, you're right. in it the Toronto buttage. Yeah, the buttage is not what it was. There's my opening clip. I was waiting for it. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, gee whiz. You got... Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, maybe we should... Uh, Hey, Doug. <laughs> hey, Doug. Maybe we should just do this real quick before we get out of here. And now, back to real news. Uh, by the way, um, starting today, I'm taking uh, recommendations for a new streaming provider because uh, it's just gotten so bad over the past uh, four weeks, more or less. Uh, and maybe it's because we have a lot of list- people listening to the show, but today is not a record number show. Uh, as we as we can see even by the uh, support uh, in the PayPal, uh, and it's just it just cuts out for no reason, just stops. So um, you know, and we pay a lot of money for this; it's not cheap. So please uh, send me your recommendations for a uh, a new Shoutcast streaming provider. This is uh, it's, it's it's gone too far now. We're going to cut off these guys at Primcast. Uh, so real news. Uh, really only three topics that I wanted to hit. Uh, the autopsy, Michael Jackson autopsy show has been canceled, John, uh, after we made a big deal about it. I'm sure everyone got really upset. And uh, this was the Discovery uh, Discovery Network was going to do this, uh, the Michael Jackson autopsy. What yeah. really killed Michael Jackson? Um, so that's been canceled, even though they had been uh, broadcasting promos. Huh. And uh, yeah, so apparently a lot of people got upset about. I I think it's only uh, it's going to be pushed off, uh, pushed off just temporarily. But from what I understand, um, the the conclusion in this documentary was that he killed himself; that it was suicide. <laughs> which oh, that is, wasn't going to work. Which is even funnier. So yeah. I I haven't seen the actual, uh, of course, I haven't seen the actual uh, show. But that's what I understand is that uh, the conclusion was he probably killed himself. Right. Uh, then we have uh, very sad the passing of uh, uh, Bobby Farrell. Do you know Bobby Farrell? Oh yeah. No, you I don't. Th- I think I've seen him perform. Yeah, he was he's a singer, and he did that uh, the happy song. I think. <laughs> yeah, the happy song. Boney M. He was the uh, the guy in Boney M. He wasn't really a singer, more a dancer. In fact, I don't think any of the oh, yeah, uh, I don't know him then. any of the voices in uh, Boney M. were actually on the uh, record. Uh, he was living in Gitmo Nation Lowlands for the past 25 years, I think. Uh, he, uh, passed, he, he passed away at 61 in St. Petersburg. And, uh, of course, uh, the way... St. Uh, Petersburg? Russia? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was on tour <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> uh-huh. Found dead in his hotel room in St. Petersburg, Russia, where he had been performing. Uh, his agent confirmed that he had complained of breathing problems before and after a gig on Wednesday because he, he would basically go out by himself and, and, and I guess he would gig without the other women. He was just basically lip syncing to, uh, uh, to the tracks. He, the, the, the guy who created, remember Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Okay, so Millie Vanilli, who won a Grammy. Boy, I wish we were doing that show back then, this show back then. So they won a Grammy. They didn't sing a single note on the record. Because right. this, this German producer, uh, Frank Farian, he, he did all that stuff. He'd get other voices to do that. So this was his first project was Boney M, which was created by the same Frank Farian. So uh, the guy, I don't think uh, Bobby Farrell actually ever sang on the record at all. So, but he had he made quite a career out of going around and and performing Lip-syncing. as thinking, yeah, as, as the crazy dancing guy from uh, and it's, it doesn't matter. It's it's fine. 
It's half the stuff is lip synced on television that you're watching. Uh, how about ninety percent? Yeah, ninety. Yeah. But least. anyway, so so. But luckily, luckily, we're able to spin this into a real news story. It took someone a little while. I think the BBC probably did this. He died on the exact same die, day that Rasputin died. <laughs> and, of course, he had a song, Ra, Ra, Rasputin, da, 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 which is a big hit for them. So, thank goodness, we were able to spin it into a, a great news story by, oh, hey, he died on the same day Rasputin died. The hand of Rasputin. Yes, Rasputin reached dead. out from the dead and pulled Bobby Farrell in. And then my favorite, my favorite of, uh, of real news this week is uh, Anna Chapman, of course, our, uh, our Russian spy, uh, who wasn't uh, thrown in jail, wasn't assassinated, executed, wasn't, uh, you know, she just went back to Russia, exposed as a spy, went back to Russia, and uh, she's now a huge deal. She was on, um, uh, on, on uh, This Is Your Life in Russia. And uh, so they did a couple of things. They, uh, uh, they gave her a, a, tiber, a tiger cub, because that was on her Christmas wish list. She's an amazing celebrity. She's really spun this into something big. But the reason why this is interesting in the news is because uh, they bring up the question of, well, gee, you're so much like Angelina Jolie in Salt. And you remember that this came, this whole news story broke when the movie came out, right? And you even called it as a, pro, as a promo for the movie Salt. Yeah. Well, guess what? The DVD just came out. Oh, there is a connection. There, <laughs> There's a total sure. connection. They have that salt movie did poorly. It did very poorly, and so they needed to uh, spike up the DVD sales. And if you don't think the Russian mafia, as witnessed by uh, uh, Ronnie uh, Veronica Cohen Chasen, Russian born, the Russian mob is running Hollywood. End of. The Russian mob runs Hollywood, and they're like, hey, you know, we need to, uh, hey, Boris. We have some problem with salt DVD sale. Get uh, get uh, Anna Chapman to talk about salt. This I'm this is it's no coincidence. How many times do we, <laughs> is there? I mean, come on. It's funny. No, not when she comes out and ba- they say, "What are we going to do? How can we make it more blatant? Nobody's getting it." <sighs> well, Anna, we are. Just say it, will you? Just say it. No <laughs> one's going to care if you say it. It's not going to hurt you. We got some here. It's a couple here. 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 How many hundred do you need? What do you want? What do you need? New dress? <laughs> what, you, need new, you need a new car? Here, here, here. Just, Just say it. Say salt. Yeah. We're tired of fooling around. She this probably wasn't even. Us. She probably wasn't even a spy. For all we know, she wasn't even a spy. It was just hyped up by the media. Yeah, I mean, she I was. A, she no was allowed to leave. She was allowed to walk right out. She probably like wasn't. Know who they got back in exchange? That's the thing. They got four people back. Who did never, they, who did, does, never discussed. We know every detail about this woman and a bunch of other stuff, but we have no idea who these four spies that we get we got in return. Right. We have no, nothing. Well, that's like the the nine eleven hijackers who keep showing up alive. This is another thing that it's pretty amazing. There's, how many have they found? Like nine of these guys are alive and well, saying, "Hey, hey, I'm living over here in uh, Somalia. How you doing? I'm alive. I'm not dead. I wasn't on no plane." You Google yeah, that's it. Never been fully resolved in my mind. Google it. There was a report, oh, I have this, it came out just uh, last week, I think, there was another guy who said, uh, I'm not dead. Let me see if I can find that real quick. It was funny. It's like these hijacks. When when Mohammed Atta shows up, then we know something's up for sure. Let me see if I can just find this real quickly. It was on the, um, 
Well, I don't know if I can find it quickly. But it was yeah. it was it was, like, it was a report that came out from the BBC, no less. I remember because someone sent it to me. It was like, wow, that's pretty funny. No, yeah. I'll, I'll have to hunt around for it. But so anyway, I got let's play a clip here. I got uh, since I, this that. is a retrospective clip. It's from the old movie from the forties or fifties, the Time Machine, the George Pell movie. Oh and this is I was I just had to clip it out because it's such bad acting that I couldn't resist. <laughs> you do need to taunt me, don't you? Okay. Yeah. The underworld of the Morlocks was gone, and so was the life of leisure for the Elohim. But then what of me? I was imprisoned in a world in which I just did not belong. Are you sorry? Hmm? Sorry? Sorry for what? That you have to stay. Yes. I'm sorry because I could tell so much to the people of my time, Weena. I could let them know about... About the sorrow and the happiness that the future has in store for them. Maybe they could learn from it. <laughs> oh, could they? Yeah, they were really good back in the day, John. They were awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny about it's like, what is with this James Mason accent that a bunch of actors had? Leisure. You know, this guy's supposed to be, the, you know, leisure. He's supposed to be a British accent. What is he supposed to be doing with this? Oh, I could touch him so much. So, uh. Bad acting, sorry. So for those in the chat room uh, saying, oh, Adam Curry with this 9-11 bullshit, explain World Trade Center 7 to me, Doug. Doug. Explain that to me and then I'll stop, okay? Yes, he's made a pledge that if you can explain World Trade Center 7, which collapsed without being hit by a plane after somebody yelled, pull it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you can explain that, then I will. As, then I will forever stop. He'll stop. He'll forever. shut up. I will shut up forever. Just and explain. Me, that. I'd love to him to shut up, but I don't see anybody making this explanation. Hey, Doug, why would and you want me to shut up? The government won't even discuss it. No. Well, what is the deal? This whole thing is just like oh, shh, shh. No, it didn't happen. There was never a word. Who was it? Was like I have a clip. I don't know if we ever played it. Where Lieberman or somebody says, "I don't know anything about World Trade Center Seven. It's one of the old." And by clips. the way, it fell at free fall speed. It didn't just like fall over or something. It went down in free fall. <laughs> Jesse Ventura, you know, I I did I watched one episode of that show, that show that he does conspiracy theory, yeah. <clears throat> and he went and he talked to the lawyer for the nine eleven commission, and he just berated her, and she had no answers. She actually said, "Well, you know, we had to protect the institution." That's more important than the truth. She, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing, but she literally said, well, you know, we couldn't put everything in the report because we had to protect the institution. The she institution. said that? Yes. Yes. She should have not done the interview. What is she, nuts? No, they made a, they made a big mistake. By, well, you know, it's Jesse Ventura. So when people, hey, got an interview from Jesse Ventura and, they don't, and they're not clued in because these are stupid elites. Yeah, right? no, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. It always reminds me of like the John Stewart show, the the Comedy Central thing, uh, the Daily Show. He'll put people on that don't know what the show is, and then they ridicule the person. And, in some right, and way. then they screw up exactly because then and the person is like befuddled by the fact they think it's some news show. Right, exactly. What is wrong with it? I mean, just do a little due diligence before you go do a show. Yeah. So this one, you should you should take a look at this one, John. It was a, I did it was, a. I, I, yeah, I've seen that one. It is quite good. I actually, the, the era 54 one he does, or 57, or whatever the hell it is. How about 51? 
<laughs> the Area 51 show. 54, 57, uh, whatever. It was a great show. It's a great show. It dug, is. It's actually dug, quite good. I but it. I remember one time I was, uh, I wrote a column years ago in the 80s for... Uh, that was years ago. From the, from the San Francisco Examiner, I was right. I wrote some scathing article about Seattle. I called them, I think I called everybody up there in Washington State racist. Of course, it's ironic. I'm up there now. Racist and, and stupid and they don't know what good food is. I just a, just a, just a, a slam. And so the Seattle Times picked it up and ran it as a, as a huge feature with everybody in the city telling me what a jerk I was. <laughs> It was like two or three page thing, and I got a literally, and you can ask my wife, a box, huge box of hate mail. Really? Yeah, box. Monster. So that's the genesis. That's where it started. That Finally, I know. Thousands of letters. I've always wondered, where does the, the incessant disdain come from no, about no, it comes, John? No, it comes from the Macintosh is where it comes from. Because I was you mean the mouse to- thing? The mouse thing? So anyway, let me finish the story. So I got, you know, and by the way, within the mail, there was a couple of people people said, yeah, yeah, you're right, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, what was interesting, then I was booked to do a uh, some talk local talk show that was fairly popular. And they were selling me a bill of goods on this thing. So I, of course, did my due diligence, checked the show out. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Because they were going to screw with you. Yeah. So I just I just bailed on it. I don't need to do it, but I'm not going to get paid any more money. Yeah. The column has been done and paid for. Right. I already got my bad publicity, so I should go on the show and be the you know the butt of some guys' jokes. Forget it. So I just said, and they were they were adamant. They were stunned. You I have to do, do it. Show. You owe it to the public. This is media. This is a media. It's very popular show. Yeah, I've had that happen in in Gitmo Lowlands. When I had all kinds of bad press about me and taxes and people like, you have to, you have to, you have to come on the show. You owe it to the public. And then, and I got like, and then on the other hand, you have advertising agencies come up with great ideas. Like, um, we're going to have this. I don't know if I talked about this on the show before. Uh, they were going to pull all of the Heinz curry ketchup off of the shelves for a week. And they were going to create a fake news report, which I would participate in, that I was suing Heinz over the name Curry. Because I was like, you know, I was involved in all these lawsuits and all kinds of crap. Uh, for a so whole they were bunch- setting you up for a phony baloney publicity stunt story that was going to be posed as news. But the idea was great. I'm like, that's very oh, It's fu- a great idea, that's but again, funny. it's bullshit, though. But, but what is the worst part is I said, okay, this is very funny. I like the idea. I can see the humor in it. What's your budget? And they went like, budget? Well, no, you you need this. We're not going to pay you. I'm like, you want me to actually promote Heinz ketchup with a with a fake Heinz curry ketchup with a fake uh, a news story, and you're not going to pay me? Well, no, it's the critty casters out there. It's 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 for your own image. Like what? And that's how they do it. And then, by the way, this happens with every single reality star. This is the, the, the star suckers. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Star suckers, you must watch this. It'll tell you a lot about what's going on. And then, uh, as before we leave, uh, we need to mention uh, the actually great uh, word of thanks to all of the artists who have uh, helped us out in the past year, uh, creating fantastic album art for this show we're constantly amazed by what comes in every single week um we have uh, paul t 
Uh, we've got Nick the Rat. We've got uh, who else? Do we have John. I don't want to miss any names here because I want to make sure we thank everybody appropriately. Well, let's go look. Actually, we have quite a few. Let me go to the No Agenda Art Generator. And we had uh, a new a new guy show up uh, the week before last. Tice Browers, uh, guest from Gitmo Lowlands. Uh, we don't we don't give these artists the props that they really deserve. We think that they they feel that they get the big props. I think Dennis Cruz, Dennis Cruz, has been in right? There. And we have, of course, the uh, Kirk. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, we have Paul T. Mike, and we ha- Michael Burge. Well, we have the, our other main uh, uh, artists who I'm noticing now is not... Uh, Scott, uh, Jesse Anderson. We've used a couple of his pieces in the past. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. You are the true unsung heroes of the No Agenda uh, program and community uh, because you spend a lot of time on this art. It gets used once, essentially, and enjoyed by many. And we have seen when we have shitty art... Uh, th- we get less uh, less people listening to the show and less money. It's it's a fact. Is it not? The study has shown, John. We have a survey. Yeah, no, it's an absolute fact. We have a survey, right? <laughs> Chris D gave us some stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a couple more names mentioned here. Um, I think we used Dan Bruffy's stuff. Didn't we use his on like the model rocketry? I'm just looking yeah. through. Who is our other main artist? The, uh, Paul T hasn't sent us much. Recently, and we no, and had- our main artist, who who actually, I think it was who either either Paul T or he, he set up the site, and whose name is eluding me largely because I he I'm now I'm noticing he hasn't submitted anything forever. I mean, Nick the Rat's basically taken over. A guy named Bad has submitted some stuff in the past. Uh, Nick the Rat seems to have taken over the place. Let me get his name. I don't know why it's, I'm losing it. He's on our. Uh, he's actually the guy who does the. Uh, I feel no really stu- stuff. Yeah, I know. I feel really dumb now. He's like a huge fan of the show, and now we're. No, he does the No Agenda Stuff page. Yeah, NoAgendaStuff.com. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so when th- you do these, when you set up these thank you things, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little preparation. Well, you, you, you were, This is this is what happens when we have a meeting. So we had like a, a, a three-second talk about this. So, you know, we really need to thank our artists. You completely forget about it because now you think we've already discussed it. You completely <laughs> well, bogan it. Well, that's the problem with meetings. You have a meeting, and the next thing you know, you, uh, you know it's, like you, it's like pre-interviews. Wow. We are so bad. Come on, look through your email. You know who he is. Oh, I know shit. who he is, yeah. Um. No, uh, Dvorak.org slash NA or ChannelDvorak.com slash NA for your support. Um, please consider a, uh, a giving level for the next program since uh, this year did not start off too well. Um, and, but we were here. We were here during the Christmas. We're here during New Year's. And we'll be here, here twice a week, uh, every single week throughout the next year, working towards more. Uh, NoAgendaStream.com. Um, if you have not listened, uh, the daily source code 856 will be up later today as well. Um, and you can hear some of the exciting stuff we're doing, a blog post uh, about that forthcoming as well. And uh, really working on the stream for 2011, uh, making it uh, open source radio uh, since uh, the, the podcast stuff is great for shows like this. But when it comes to a real community-based thing, uh, we have radios now. They're called your phone, uh, and they work quite well, and people are using them all over Gitmo Nation. And we will be uh, looking for a new uh, streaming provider because this has also just become completely annoying. Primcast is out. Uh, find me a good one to use. Uh, maybe we can even uh, use some of our existing infrastructure from 
we got so many sysadmins who were so awesome and have bandwidth available. That could save us some cash as well. I think we pay like 200 bucks, 250 bucks for the amount of bandwidth we use every month on the, yeah. on the stream. It's not cheap. You know, it's not cheap. Um... And uh, have you found his name? I can't cover anymore. He's going to get a lot of credit on the next show, I can tell you right now. But uh, I don't know why the name is eluding us. And I'm looking and looking. And uh, I I guess he just hasn't contacted or done anything for us or done much except the No Agenda Stuff website since uh, for about six months. Yeah, This is a problem with, you know, you lose track of stuff. Meanwhile, I can't... How come the shill isn't piping in on this? Wouldn't I he think the this? shill is off babysitting. He's 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 going through all the products, extracting the red dye forty. <laughs> really, he's off. No, he's still logged in, man. He's still logged in. I can see. Well, my link to this no agenda stuff seems to be dead too. I'm gonna fix that. Huh. Um. Anyway, so I, so the. The stream is uh, where it's at for uh, 2011, and we've got a lot of people very excited about working on that. And, uh, and you know, John, have you uh, followed any of this where people upload stuff to their Dropbox and gets put into rotation automatically? Uh, uh, I can just say this, that people are thrilled with it. Okay. Well, there you go. That's all I wanted to hear. Just want to make sure. And, John, uh, do you have any resolutions for uh, 2011? Well, let's see. I started the year off right with a uh, right after the first uh, when the clock ticked over. I had uh, Dom Perignon '96, ooh, uh, nice for a taste, and then uh, decided I'm going to lose another 15 pounds. I'm going to fix Wait a minute. my. You, you would stop drinking, hadn't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not drinking anymore. But I. Yeah, I but you had some Dom Perignon, right? Uh, well, right. why not? And so uh, I'm going to fix up my office to be a radio studio with the video. And then I'm going wait, to... Wait a minute. You're going to clean up? Yes. No. Get out of town. Are you on Twit today? Uh, I think so, yeah. Will this be with the new clean office? No, of course not. I'm st- <laughs> this is the first or second day of the year. I guess it's going to take me three months to do this. <laughs> can I uh, come over and stand outside and just whatever you throw out, I can catch? Or you're not I'm, throwing anything out? I No, I'm going to throw tons out. I think I'm going to get one of those giant... You know, containers. Containers, yeah, of course. And then I have a, what I like to have is one of those slides that you can throw stuff into the slide and it slides down into the container. You know, like when they're, re, you know, tearing out a place. Yes. I know exactly what you speaketh of. Yes. Hey, coming to you from uh, Gitmo Nation West, People's Republic of Southern California, a head of the Moronic Church. My name's Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where it's uh, been miserable uh, and raining, but, uh, eh. You know, the plants need the water. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda.